<laughs> well, this is Skeletor, also known as Alan Oppenheimer, and I'm telling you to listen to Don't Feed the Geeks. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. That's grown on me. Yeah, <laughs> it's grown on me. Uh, we want to thank uh, Mr. Alan Oppenheimer, who I had the pleasure of meeting at Garden State Comic Fest. Awesome show, by the way, um, for uh, doing that promo for us. He's a big childhood, uh, you know, hero of mine. Not really a hero; he was a villain, but his voice is so iconic and. Uh, I had to fly out there as soon as I heard that uh, he was going to be there. I bet you acted, you looked probably like a little schoolgirl. You, you know what? <laughs> you know, he, he, he actually he actually was telling me these a, pr- a, a few awesome stories. Um, he was telling us that, like because we got into um, those messages at the end of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of like people think they're cheesy now, but you know, every story had like a moral. And he's like, you know, you'd be cr- you'd be surprised, but like I've had like a handful of people come up to me and sa- tell me those stories saved my life. I was like, really? And he was like, wow. you know, getting a little bit emotional about it. I've heard the same thing. And I was like, I, I was like, I, I believe you 100%. I think they're great. I think they should keep doing them now. If, you know, How old is he? 89, wow. I think. G.I. Joe was big or on those. 83. Those, yeah, G.I. Joe did the same thing. I think Transformers did it as well. Yeah. Um, but it was just cool. It was It was really, <laughs> I, I said at one point, I was like, there you go. <laughs> there we go. That's a Coca-Cola, not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, he was really cool to meet. I was like, it must be weird to have so many 30 year old, uh, plus men come up to you and be so excited. You said that <laughs> <them>? <laughs> um, That's but yeah, it was cool. So you got to talk to him for a good amount. Yeah. I got to talk to him for about like 15 minutes. It was, I awesome. was the first person that I was waiting for him. I was like, this is the only reason I came. And yeah. I, you know, I, uh, I hung out with some other people. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Chris Campana, our boy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah, so what are we going to get into today? So we have oh, so our much. episode, we have our interview, excuse me, with Steve Borak later on. Yeah. Um, first, we're going to kick off with some current news with uh, Mr. Toy Story yes. here. He's on the geek beat. It's <laughs> <laughs> growing on me too. Yeah, I, I think it's right. He didn't know what, the, what a beat was. Literally <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I was like, we're going to call this geek beat. Is like, what's that? <laughs> I wasn't gonna BS my way through that. Ah, <laughs> uh, your youth is showing. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll jump into our interview with Steve, and then close it out with some uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home reviews, uh, Stranger Things, Jessica Jones from the Dungeon Master. I didn't watch that nonsense. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll be jumping in though on Swamp Thing episode five and six. It's been yeah. so good. I hate them for canceling it. <laughs> and then we'll go into some announcements. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, though, Steve Borak is the founder and head grader at CBCS Comics. And you will hear it a lot. Very exciting interview. (laughs) Be prepared. And we also have a special opportunity for a giveaway in this episode. So make sure you listen to the whole episode. And we'll give you the details also at the end of how to, um, you know, get in and uh, apply for the the chance to win two free modern books. I actually forgot about that. That's very exciting. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing I do. I do know. He took notes. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> All right. All right. Kick it off. Story. All Let's right. Go. We are going to get started with Tess's favorite comic book series, The Walking Dead. Don't read it. <laughs> Finally don't watch over. It. Don't, over. Don't Surprise care. ending with issue 193 last week. So this was really interesting because they actually solicited 194 and 195, but they turned out to be fake. 
And a lot of people were pissed because uh, they started getting their cancellation notices that uh, language, the other Jim. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just, so is that a bad word? <laughs> no, All right, we're not going to get into that today, today. I don't know why that that whole thing from Captain America has just been going in my house language. all day today. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I read a good amount of Walking Dead. I read up to All Out War, which I think was in the one. Oh, again, 20-ish. what we forgot to do. TC here. JJ. Toy Story. And Dungeon Master. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Bo- anyway. Oh. The okay, bo- now the, that we the, got the intros done. The, the bonus Jonas isn't here. so He's, he's got a gig tonight. He's the he's the most important Walking Dead uh, fan. He or is. biggest Walking Dead I did Dead read fan. a lot. I read... Um, in college, I read the first two compendiums, which is like a hundred issues in about a week. That was like yeah, last year. It was right? awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> JJ, I, I've I've read my fair share in the very beginning. It was I, very good. I, I dropped off during All Out War, which I thought was lackluster, which was in the one twenties, and now they're up to one ninety. Yeah. So. yeah. But um, I did see the issue, and I read Kirkman did like a little blur, like mm-hmm. a blurb on the last couple pages. It was a lot. He wrote. Yeah, he, was a, he wrote it. a lot. To the ending of Yeah, that. so he said the reason he did it this I way is because that guy. you did. <laughs> Say the story for later. He said the reason he did it was because um, he's always hated like knowing when the end of something is coming, like the end of a TV show. You know, it's the last I, I episode. Read that, yeah. So he wanted to surprise people just as much as he said hit the deaths in the book surprise them. And he thought the best way to do that was to, you know, the, the only way to get them to not see it coming. Right? Yeah, uh, literally cut what, the head off. What issue was it? One ninety three. One ninety three. And as a result of this. They clearly, stores clearly did not order enough copies because they didn't know it was going to be the ending. So, Absolutely. Very scarce, I think. That's yeah, I know Midtown had a one per person. Yeah. I ended up scoring two. Yeah, because they, they, they had no idea. Yeah. And, Crazy. Uh, there was, there was it, a sign on my comic shop right right on the door before you walked in, do not have any more 193s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was a double issue, I think. Yeah, it was. Same price. Triple issue. Bucks. I actually emailed Royal the morning of, and they're like, yeah, I got one. That's funny. <laughs> Love them. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but it uh, it ended okay, I guess. I, uh, it, I it, it was more of a time jump than anything. I you know. Yeah. So um, I don't care. Spoiling. No, yeah. So you can spoil. So one ninety two. Rick Grimes dies. Right. One ninety three takes place. I think ten years mm-hmm. later. Yep. So Carl has a kid. With, he's married. He's married to Carol's yeah. daughter. Yep. I think. Yep. And he has a kid. So whatever. And I'm. I'm sorry if I got this wrong, but the last issue is him sitting in a rocking chair with the baby mm-hmm. and telling the story of his dad to right. the baby. And Kirkman said that he's had that page drawn out for the last 50 issues. And Michonne is a judge. Yes, she is. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> the whole thing's weird. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a society where like killing zombies is now illegal. You can't do that. Yeah, and it's right. like kind of building back into civilization, Ugh. which is interesting. Wow. But. Millennials. <laughs> Whoa. You can't even kill zombies anymore? Oh. <laughs> I was about to be like, what, what millennial joke could you possibly make with that? Jesus. All right. Um, all right. So, yeah. It's, it's it. over. That's it. Yeah. show is still going on. It isn't the, the last walking cancellation. The Walking Dead is right? now dead. Yeah. If you like zombies, I do recommend it if you haven't read it. Read it. If you don't like zombies. So, what do we think Kurtman's going to do next? He's got a bunch of image series right now, I think. And I'm sure he's got stuff in the pipeline. And I'm sure this frees up a lot of time for him to work on other stuff. We can imagine he's probably already started working on something for a while, okay. knowing that, you know. I'm sure he has story treatments for other series no. that he wants to do. Do you want to tell the story of when you almost killed him? <laughs> I think I've told it already, but we were um, we were walking through New York Comic Con, and like always, it was jam-packed. So some guy like bumped into me, and I was like, dude, what the hell? And he looked <laughs> up and said, ooh, sorry. And I was like, oh, that's Robert Kirkman. He goes, hey. <laughs> I just walked away, right? <laughs> Amazing. All right. That's funny. All right, moving on. Yeah, so I guess the next uh, point of 
here is uh, Mad Magazine is being canceled. Oh, um, no. I've never read Magaz- Mad it's, Magazine. I just remember the covers. Yeah, I mean, it was. I grew up with it. It's been going on for 67 years. I think it was 1952 when it first mm-hmm. came out. And um, they sold off to, um, to DC, uh, I'm going to say a few years ago, DC bought them. Mm-hmm. So it's been under the DC... Uh, uh, name. So they're ending in the fall. So they're ending in the fall. Yeah, but they're still going to keep That's printing sad. issues. They're just going to be reprints. Right, right. Yeah. So it's sad, Bruce, but when was the last time you bought it? This is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I, like I haven't bought it in quite a few years. I don't I, think anybody, I, people I have, just remember it from back I have in the day. thumbed yeah. through it at Midtown Comics every so often. I'll just pick it up because, you know, obviously the covers are pretty funny Boring, at times. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've done... It's never appealed I've, to me, that style. Yeah. No. Do you, know, just, do you know what got me? What what I really loved about Mad Magazine, there was two things. First, I loved the, the trifold in the back. I mean, making yeah, we were pictures, talking about that. Then. That <laughs> was fantastic. But also, what I really loved about the magazine was around the edges of each page was usually this tiny little sketch done. Yeah. And it, they were they were just funny to me. They were tiny, yet really, really small. And they yeah. were just, those were funny to me. Um Usually had nothing to do with the story nothing. on the page. I was just about to ask. Was, they were it was just, random. Nope, yeah, were it was random. just little, little cartoons. And they were different. They were so, so for people that never read it or heard of it, um, what, like, what can you like give like a you know a description of like what Mad Magazine was like? What kind of it was stories more they satire, ran? Satire of you know whatever was going on in the news. That, was it comic that, books? Like comics? No, no, it was more of like and anything. It was, yeah, yeah it was, they, they made fun of anything. It was more of yeah. making fun and of... And what, though? Like I, articles I, and writing and I, pic- news, like images? Uh, movies. I mean, I remember the yeah. Star Wars episode yeah. where, you know, I think it to, was the Star Wars movie, but it was a mad type where it was it was stupid satire. Yeah. To, type to of, answer uh, TC's question, I think the last one I actually bought was the issue with Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so from the 80s? A really long time. Yeah, when Return <laughs> of the Jedi was in the movie theaters. I mean, the one I had, I maybe had two in my life there from either the 80s or early 90s. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> look at Spy vs. Spy, if you ever, yeah. that was that came Mad from Mad TV. Magazine. I don't know if you know Mad TV. Yeah. It, it, I used that, to love was, Mad that was TV, based actually. on that. Yeah, right. I was based yeah. on Mad Magazine, I mean, yeah. Do you remember? Um, Spy vs. Spy. I mean, there was video games on Spy vs. Spy. I mean, they made video games of that, of those two characters. Hmm. And you, you've got some pretty big, you know, artists that came out of that. I mean, Sergio, um, man, I lost the train of thought. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, right. the Drew art. Like, I like. I liked the art. Was I liked the art? Some of the yeah. art was pretty good. Spy versus Spy yeah. inspired my own comic book back in high school. Uh, you read it, Bruce versus Stu. Oh, I do remember that. Yep. You did a comic. <laughs> oh, really? I do remember we, that. We used to. That should have been part of your story. We used to hand it, hand it off. Episode. Like <laughs> every week, I would get the the book and I would add like ten pages. Oh, I remember oh, that. And then I'd hand it to Stu, and he would add like fifty pages, and then it would just go back and forth, and it was oh, that's awesome. Cool. It was three one hundred page, uh, three ring binders. Do you still have them? No. Uh, they uh, they are lost. To time. Oh, I do remember to the, that. To yeah. the heavens. Yeah. To the heavens. It, it was it was wow. funny. It was like we mm. went through everything that we could possibly do but on the end but it's over so yeah. from my understanding it's they're gonna done. publish original content once a year for a special at the oh, end of the year nice. um, oh like an that's annual it, yeah exactly okay oh, well, right. maybe yeah, it's not it's just, gone for good yeah it's just a hard thing to, to keep up with yeah, especially if you've been I, with it for a year, a, year in or review, so. a year in review yeah <laughs> probably alright Tess I'm sorry TC you wanna talk about your boy Jason Fabok <laughs> do we want to get into this well <laughs> um, for those of you who don't follow us on social media, 
um, I got an email from I, I don't remember even remember what company he's represented from, but uh, an art company that represents Jason Fabo. Yeah, I'm on that email chain too. I don't know why. Yeah. So it came out with, and I don't even remember what the show was. Is it was it Toronto Fan Toronto Expo? Toronto Fan Expo. He had a pre-commission list. And Matt, <laughs> why don't you rail off yeah. what the different prices were for the different right. categories? So to be clear, this is the first time that he's letting you choose the character and level of detail he does. Mm-hmm. Usually he does them beforehand. You buy how, gra- them up there. how gracious of him. Gracious. <laughs> Payment is due 10% down and 90% at the show for anybody mm. interested. Pricing is below. A full figure, no background, 11 by 17, $3,000. An 11 by 17 cover quality, whatever that means with background, is $5,000. <laughs> a bust with no background is 1100 And an 8.5 by 11 headshot, no background, is 650 And you can add a plain color backdrop for just $150 extra. Wow. I, w- I wish you folks could actually have a video for you because the expression on <laughs> TC's face right now and JJ's face is like, listen, uh, the issue is, is that, first of all, I, I barely know what Jason Feedback is. I know he's done a couple books. He does like Justice I, League I stuff. He, he does think. a few covers. It was like, and like, I've seen some of these that he's been doing. They're good, but they're like, they're not memorable. They're, they're not this price good. I was like, I like, I got stuff from Scott Williams. The at at the Suffolk County uh, Comic Expo, mm-hmm. the Suffolk County Comic and Art Expo, for nowhere near that mm-hmm. price. And to be clear, there were only twelve spots for this, and all twelve sold out. Yeah, of course they did. Some guy, some guy messaged me when 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 I posted it because I was upset about. It. Like, listen, it's just the thing that upsets me. And he didn't say who it was, but but our friend Ken Lashley, mm-hmm. said, you know, put put something out saying like, you know, some people are in it for the money, some people, you know, enjoy fans because, you know, I'm kind of more here for fans. And listen, you know, the problem is, you know, these guys are trying to live up, you know, they're rock stars now. Literally, the the comic books and this art is so popular that if you become any, you know, decent sized name or big name, you're basically like a rock star. Like, like again, not billionaire, but I mean, think about how much money Jim Lee's pulling in. How right. much money is J. Scott Campbell pulling pulling in? Greg Capullo. Yep, Alex like, Ross. Alex yeah. Ross. Well, I mean, Alex Ross is a whole. He deserves level, it. <laughs> but I mean, these aren't even paintings. These are pencils and yeah. inks. And he's asking this ridiculous money. I think the problem is, is like, could I afford one of these? Maybe. I was like, would I? Would I get divorced over it? Probably. It was like five thousand dollars for a piece of artwork from a commission. It's not even like published art. That's like, that's almost like some lower level cover, like. <laughs> released cover prices. Our buddy Jeff Bondock got a cover for what the price of le- a published than, New Fifty Two yeah, Justice League le- less than the price of a headshot that he's offering for. Yep, he's making these prices. Um, he's garnering comics to an elite class, and it's not right. But That's you know, it doesn't help the people that pay for it. And no, right. I get if you have money, spend it on what you want, but yeah. you're not helping. But they're getting the it from the wrong person too. Exactly. I yeah. mean. This guy should not be getting. I don't think he's on the level it's, it's, of it's excessive of popularity. And and listen, I'm not going to say he's not on the level of talent. Maybe he is. It's just again, like you said, it's not overly memorable. They're good. They're very good. They're he's good. very talented. And if it's he like, was charging that high end, if he was charging six fifty for a full figure, right away, I would say that's fine. I would yeah. do it. I think that's excessive, and that's the word that you used. Yeah. I'm glad I remembered it. It's excessive. And it, and it upsets me. I, I don't like when people do that. I feel like they're taking advantage of people. And there's people who don't care. They just want it. Like, because you, people, like, especially even when I got right into it, 
those are the people they're getting. Like, you get into it right away. And it's like, I have to have this guy Jason Fabek because I want a specific character and I want it to be this. And I'm going to pay whatever it is. And he's taking advantage of those people. Yeah. And I just, I, I mean, I, listen, like, there's plenty of people that go, oh, well, if you can do it and, you, and, and people will pay, why wouldn't you do it? I was like, because it's just not right. Yeah. It's but not the right thing. There's a lot of things you can do and people will do it. There's a difference between making a living right. off of this thing and price gouging. Yeah. Right. You, know? and it, and it's you nice can do it, like, ethically. And there's, yeah. it's nice, though, to hear other artists. Coming out against mm-hmm. it. Lashley. Yeah. Who, you know, spoke up and said, you know, this is wrong. This is this is something that, you know, it, it shouldn't be done this way. Yeah. I mean, he... And Lashley's... I mean, his stuff is 10 times, 20 times better than this guy's stuff. I've yeah. seen Jason's stuff, and I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. I mean... I would spend the six fifty on, yeah. on it, and we have commissions from Ken, yeah, because we, we can afford them because yes. they're affordable. Absolutely, and it's not only that. You know, it, at this point too, like a lot of stuff from getting from, it doesn't even matter how good you are. Like in the beginning, like honestly, like you know, I was new to this. I wanted all the big names, and you know, I was paying you know on the higher ends. Like now, like regardless of when you're a big name or not, I go to you if I like you. Yeah, like I kind of talk to them a little bit. And if I don't get a good vibe from them, my wallet goes back in my pocket. Yep. So. I mean, Rob Liefeld. What? <laughs> I've, I'm never getting anything. Close. I, I don't even. I, we told you we're not even naming him. I don't even want to give him any. I want to get credit. him on this show. <laughs> we can either call him He Who Shall Not Be Named or Voldemort. <laughs> that is how we're going to describe the creator of Deadpool. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, all right, but I, I can go on a rant for, yeah. like this forever. So let's just move on to the next right. uh, point of news here. Yeah, so we got a new image series coming out soon from Scott Snyder, Charles Soule, and Giuseppe Camcoli. I mentioned this a couple months ago, but nobody remembers. I don't remember you mentioned I don't remember at all. <laughs> this, I, at the time, I don't think Soule was mentioned. He was no, not? No, it wasn't. It was uh, just okay. Frank Avella. So there's no title yet, but everything's going to be revealed at San Diego in a couple mm. weeks? Yep. So, and this looks exciting. I mean, yeah. uh, right off the bat. I mean, know, Scott's done some stuff for Image before, and it's been great. Have you read Witches? Yes, I've yes. Re- I read yes. Witches. I don't think it was very good. I don't remember. I remember starting it. Was, it. I never finished it. It was very weird. It almost, I don't even know how to describe it. It did have kind yeah. of like, I don't read The Walking Dead, but it probably had a vibe similar to that. Sure. So give you a little heads up on this. So this new series, it's, it's uh, so what they're saying about it, 30 years ago, the United States sealed itself off from the rest of the world without warning. Now the gates have been finally open, and an expedition has been launched to see what lies beyond. That sounds really interesting. So I mean, just that alone, like, yeah. it perked my interest. Listen, Snyder's been, I feel like, hit or miss for a lot of us over the last couple of things he's done. But Agreed. He's written g- great stuff. Yeah. No, no, he's very So talented. I'm willing to give him a chance. And seeing that this is going to Image, yeah. I'm... A lot more freedom to do what I, I'm excited to see this. I'm yeah. excited to, uh, to see what comes out of this. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep, yep. All right, next, do you want to talk about The Witcher? Yeah, I guess we could, I have no idea. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't know about this. So The Witcher, um, so the movie was announced. Uh, I'm sorry, not a movie, but it was a Netflix uh, show. Um, series. Series with uh, Harry Cav- uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Henry Cavill. Ooh, Henry Cavill, I got you. Superman. <laughs> Superman. Don't you um, get Superman's name wrong, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, so I read the series. Uh, it was a Dark Horse comic uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I feel like most people know it as a video game. As a video, The game. Witcher Three. Yeah. It's one. Yeah, so. I played the video game on the PS Four mm-hmm. and Three. It's one of the most popular games of the last couple of years. But there was but quite most, a few. There was quite a few different uh, comic book. Yeah, series I think it's based on that game though, Witcher Three specifically. The the show. The game. The I game. Thought. I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> um, I I enjoyed what, reading the comic book. Um, I know there was a, quite a few different ones out there. Did but, you play uh, the game? I played the game. Is I still, it, yeah, yeah, I like the game. Um, 
Like with any of those type of role playing type yeah. of games, I like hack and slash. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for this Netflix series because they started showing some of the screenshots and he looks pretty good. He does. Um, yeah. Looks pretty dead on from from the comic book. Yeah. Guess we see um, what he's doing now that he's not Superman. I know it's kind of weird. Yeah. You know. So we'll see what comes of this. Yeah. Looks good. All right, that's about it, right? Anybody else have anything to add from current stuff? Mm. No, I got nothing more to add. I can add one more thing, but I don't know if we want to get into this. I know T- TC and I talked about this. So I'm not sure if we want to bring it up, but you know, we can oh, bring well, you mentioned it now. Well, I know. Well, you, well, you said it. No, you got it. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> well, what it was. We, we we talked briefly about about the. Uh, we could probably even do this another time, but. Uh, well, just tell um, us what it is. Do you remember? You yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do remember. So you know, a lot of these new books coming out. These a lot of these newer um, books, like uh, you know, new series. They're they're commanding more money. Modern books on ebay than a lot of the older books that you can find too so one of them is you know one of the case in points that i that i that i found on uh on ebay um and i was i had this thing up and running but uh what's this uh series this uh is it independent uh niobe oh naomi yeah yeah. i I remember what you're saying now because you were saying so like naomi's like a nine eight's going for like what six hundred bucks? So six hundred bucks. So yeah. a nine eight graded is going for six hundred bucks, and there are people are buying image? them. This is sold. This is sold. DC. This is DC. 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 Yeah. What? Naomi. <laughs> it's the, her first appearance. Um, it's basically Bendis's daughter. Right. But That's you know, right. for five hundred bucks, you can still buy a you know a Fantastic Four forty eight. Yeah. For five hundred bucks, yeah. raw. Yeah. It's cr- so. What would you rather have? I mean, Listen, I think we talked about this with Alan a little bit last time, but like. What, what whether is this, or, like what, a limited production run no, or something? Nope. Yeah. It's about whether or not these modern books, you know, have the longevity of the older books. Yeah, which I'm I lean towards the no yeah, on those. Too. I mean there's unless there's, there's some. unless it's like Walking Dead with very low print runs. Because but even with that though, like it didn't wasn't it up to two thousand dollars at one point? Match. And now it's, it's like, it's now dropping. Then, like to twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. I'm sure yeah. it's gonna see a bump now that it's over again. Mm-hmm. I can see it getting up. You to think like so? I think people are gonna offload everything now, and I've seen people offloading but, these but things. They are gonna offload them because people are gonna be buying. Mm-hmm. That's why I think you're gonna see it. But I don't think price. you're gonna still see that two thousand dollars. No, I, I, I think yeah. I think you'd see as far as like fifteen hundred, maybe mm-hmm. sixteen hundred range. Right. But the reason the old books are so collectible is because they were limited because mm-hmm. nobody knew they were gonna be popular. People didn't and keep because them. people didn't keep them, and people didn't keep them in good shape. Yeah, modern books, you buy it. Some people don't even read it; it goes right in the bag and board in their closet. That's true, and they're commanding yeah. five, six hundred dollars. Yeah. So I was thinking, when there's probably you know a thousand nine eights out yeah. there. Yeah. I was thinking about it. The stuff now, like after obviously we spoke about different stuff. Um, well, let's kind of ruin it if I bring up pedigrees now. But it's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. But it's like. Like if we keep this stuff for like forty years, even though it's bag and board, it's going to be in great conditions. Like, would it ever be considered a pedigree? Because most of the stuff, I'm the first owner. Right. That's a tough question. Yeah. No, though, because everybody keeps them in these shapes. Yeah, but you know? like the thing that yeah, made them pedigrees back then. Forty or fifty that, years is like how many people still have them? So I guess. You, you think there's going to be a ton of people fifty years from now holding on to these modern books? I don't think so. Oh, I think so. They'll be in closets the same way the yeah. silver books were, but they'll I all think, be in bags I think and boards. More, yeah, more so than like in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be like a ton. I just don't know if they have they have actual value of that. I mean, the the world's probably not going to be here in 30, 50 years. Probably. Yeah, so moot point. <laughs> anyway, that's what I, that was been on my mind. Shall we move on? All yeah. right. So yes. uh, next, our interview with Steve Borak. All right, today, very special guest, founder, president, head grader, and finalizer at CBCS Comics, Steve Borak. Steve, how are you? I'm very good. How are you guys? 
Awesome. We're doing great. Doing good, doing sir. Well welcome. Tonight. So, Steve, how are you? Good. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. (laughs) Got to remember that delay. Yeah, I'm so bad at that. Uh, (laughs) Thanks again, Steve, for joining us. And I just want to let you know how we we normally start these is um, we kind of go into um, our guest's origin story, kind of like, you know, what got you into like this culture or, you know, comic books specifically, whatever it might be as a kid. And, uh, you know, just go from there. So what's your comic book origin story? (laughs) Oh, wow. My origin. I was bitten by this radioactive spider. <laughs> um, You're the second person who's done that, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really original. Yeah. Great. Chris Wonderful. Campana did that in um, the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's cool. But uh, really, uh, I got comic books brought home to me before I could read. My dad wanted to be a cartoonist when he was younger. Um, never got a chance. His father got sick, had to take over the family business. But I used to, um, I'd wake up on my birthday, and there's all these big drawings of, cart- of cartoon characters around. Uh, Batman, Dick Tracy, uh, the Phantom, Superman, Wonder Woman. It was really neat. Um, uh, and I'd look at comic books and, you know, love the pictures, just like any other kid who couldn't read. <laughs> um, and uh, I wasn't the greatest student student at school, and uh, comic books really helped me uh, get more of a vocabulary, learn how to read. Um, it was kind of funny, and I, looking back at it, I guess, you know, because of, like, the ultimate nullifier, I knew the words ultimate and nullify before my friends did, <laughs> even though I wasn't paying attention in class as well as I should have. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's awesome how um, that works out sometimes. Oh, yeah, comic books are great for kids to read. I mean, um, I, mean I don't think when Stan was, you know, especially Stan, when he, he and Jack were writing and, or he and Steve Ditko or whatever were writing, um, that he thought about the vocabulary he was using sometimes, that it was, you know, kind of foreign to, to little kids. Right. Um, comic books before that were really, really dumbed down and written for little kids except classic comics. Basically, right. Um, Classic illustrated, but um, so yes. Yeah, so I got into that. I became a fanatic reader. Uh, wanted to buy more comic books, but of course couldn't afford them, and uh, wanted to buy back issues. And you know, I'd be lucky at times to find them at you know garage sales, uh, flea markets, things like that. But um, when I was a kid, I um, saw that there was uh, this comic book marketplace. Phil Sulings in New York, hmm. and um, in the 70s, I set up at a show with Ricky Feldman. Um, I couldn't afford a full table. I think back then, I think the tables were like 20 bucks or something. <laughs> um, and uh, I, um, you know, was selling, you know, really low-end stuff, and, but it was great because then I could go buy a, like, a VG copy because it wasn't worth a whole lot back in the seventies of like say Tales of Spence fifty seven. Right. So I could read the origin and first appearance of Hawkeye. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And it was really cool. You know, I'd I'd make, you know, say, you know, thirty bucks that day, you know, which is a lot of money back then. And uh I'd, you know, pocket like, you know, fifteen, twenty bucks and then, you know, spend ten, fifteen dollars on comic books. And uh, my dad thought that was really cool because he could work at his office in Manhattan 
dropped me off for the day and knew I was safe and sound. I mean, it was the 70s in New York, so, I mean, it was still kind of bizarre. Mm. My dad would just drop me off somewhere <laughs> in Manhattan. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was really different. I mean, uh, heck, people were smoking cigarettes. There, and so you can see like oh, yeah, guys I'm with sure. cigarettes in their, in their lips dangling over a box of books that had no bags. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really, really cool, and um, just became a larger and larger collector. I got to know uh, a lot of the dealers, became friends with certain people, and then um, when I was earning money in my twenties, um, I started buying very big books. Um, you know, I've owned two action ones. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, it's snowballed into this gigantic, wonderful life in this hobby. Um, I was collecting for years, uh, selling comic books here and there. If you look at one of the old, uh, uh, some of the old comic book marketplaces, one of the old price guides, you'll see something that says, we pay the dealers top dollar for your comic books. But for comic books, why wouldn't we pay you the same? We're a group of friends that, you know, want to buy books. And we put prices that were crazy out there. You know, like at the time, we put like Action One, $100,000, you know, <laughs> more than the dealers were paying. And um, um, actually, some of my friends that were dealers were very unhappy that we took the ad. Wow. <laughs> Um, but I studied comic books like crazy. I owned a lot of the pedigrees, you know, Edgar Church, Mile Highs, uh, Tom Riley, San Francisco's, um, and uh, just one of the best of the best. Ended up spending, at one point, uh, the highest price cash, not, you know, not trade and stuff like that for a comic book. I bought the uh, Edgar Church More Fun 52, the first Spectre. For a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! And I was on the way back uh, on the plane, and I was like, "This house or a comic book? I'm crazy!" Wow! You know, I knew like I was wow. I was stuck in this hobby forever. Wow! Um, got asked to grade comic books for Christie's and Sotheby's when they were running auctions um, because people knew me and they thought I could grade properly and I could detect restoration. Um, and became very, very good friends with people like that. Like Jerry Weist is no longer with us. Um, a huge part of our hobby, you know, he started the, uh, fanzine Squatrons back in the day and things like that. And, uh, but, uh, then I was, I see, I was out of work for a year. So I was selling a lot of comic books and, um, then they were creating CGC, um, our competitor. And um, I guess they went to the top sellers and top collectors and asked who they trusted and who can grade and who can detect restoration. And I guess my name was kind of at the top of the list. Um, met with them. I uh, thought it was crazy. I said, you're going to put comic books in plastic? <laughs> <laughs> really bizarre, really foreign to me. But um, my friends were getting ripped off like crazy on eBay. It was, uh, as I always say, it was I the Wild West that. back then. You know, you'd say, you know, near mint, and you get it, and there's a page missing. Right. You know, it's a fine, you know. Um, the scans were lousy back then. Uh, 
the return policies were even lousier back then. Um, and they explained to me how it was in coins and cards and how there's no haggling over the grade, maybe over price. Yeah. But, um, and it's the good housekeeping seal of approval if done legitimately. Right. Right. If you, if the pages are counted, there's a real restoration check. Um, there's real grading standards. I mean, not that grading is a science. You can't say there's a two-inch crease. It's this grade because the look of the book is very important to us, right? Um, so if there's a two-inch crease that doesn't break color on the back cover and there's a two-inch crease on the front cover that breaks color, we'd all pick the one with the crease in the back cover. Um, and right. so that can determine price. And so there's a little bit of artistic... Um, I guess the artistic eye when you're grading, besides just the um, standards set by Bob Overstreet and by us when we were setting up our competitor. Um, and it was a really cool learning experience. We went to the top dealers and the top collectors and asked them to grade a, a, a stack of books. And um, they did, and we uh, threw out the very highs and the very lows and used the mediums, and uh, that's how we set uh, the grading standards, by using, you know, Overstreet and the collecting community. Wow. Um, you, you jumped really from, forward ahead, Steve. We, we weren't even getting to to your professional experience yet. We were, we were, we were oh, starting. Your, <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, one question we did want to ask, since you kind of brought, brought up some of the books that you had, um, what what's your most? I mean, even if it's not the most expensive book, what? But what's like the most prized um, item in your personal collection? It might not even be a book. Oh wow! Um, you know, I have so many cool things i mean uh if it if it's only if it's if it's not only comic book related uh the artist tim truman um does scout uh did hawk world um a bunch of things uh he also does um the uh illustrated lyrics for um my favorite band uh the grateful dead and i collect uh the artwork from that Oh, wow. And he actually drew my daughter into one. Oh, that's um, awesome. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's really cool. <laughs> that's cool. And it's a song I used to sing to her when she was a baby, so it means a lot to me. Um, if it's only comic book related, then I'd say I have this cover Tony Harris did for Starman number seven. Um, it's when he was still doing mixed media and that great 90s series, Starman. I love that one of my series. series. And um, I own the cover for that. Wow. And I mean, I own some Jack Kirby art, I own others, but I love looking at that piece. I just, just love it. Um, yeah, you know, I see it every day. Do you, and, do you uh, still have that first Spectrum book? And I'm still not sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> do you still have that, uh, that Spectrum book? Spectrum book? No, no, I sold that uh, when uh, I was, uh, when I bought, uh, I co bought. The Flash Comics number one uh, church copy uh, mm. with a friend of mine. So I used that money to wow. buy the Flash number one. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I don't still have it. I don't collect comic books anymore. I collect comic book art. Okay. Um, 
I wanted everybody to know that I was impartial and third party. That, you know, just because I owned a copy of, let's say, Action 252, um, and it was a 9.4, that if they said a 9.6, I didn't want them to worry that I wouldn't give it a 9.6 ah, okay. or a 9.4. That makes a lot of sense. Interesting. So, so, so do you still I own gave comics? Up comic collecting. Do you still own comics? No, or no, did I, you I, just, uh, completely no, I just read them. Okay, cool. Hmm. Yeah, I still love reading them. Uh, I read I read trades mostly because I travel so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really, really still have the bug for comic books, but not in the same way as I did as a kid. I mean, you know, back then it was all superheroes. I mean, don't get me wrong, right now I'm in the middle of the Mr. Miracle trade. It's really cool. The right. Tom King um, one. Oh, that was a but cool I'm also series. reading Ed Brubaker's Killer Be Killed. So... Um, you know, my tastes in comics have changed over the years, for sure. If if you um, haven't heard yet, uh, Brubaker and Phillips did a uh, they've got a new run of Criminal going at Image Comics. And oh, there, really? There was a two parter that they're going to release as a hardcover that takes place at a comic convention in the nineties. It is fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. oh, that sounds so cool. It's called uh, I think it's called Bad Weekend. Keep your eyes open for it. Oh yeah, the, I mean, everything comes uh, everything comes across my desk at some point, I, and I go, "Ooh, I don't know this. Let me check it out." <laughs> it's really great. So you read I, a lot I really of current have the stuff. Job in the world. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm really like six to twelve months behind, just like the rest um, of us. <laughs> I, I was just telling yeah, the guys really that bad. I was. I'm, I'm, I think I'm th- I'm three trades behind on The Walking Dead right now, and I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> Ooh. Because the newest issue just hit my desk, you know, a million times, so I got to spoil it. <laughs> That's all right. You know, <laughs> it goes with the territory for me. I've gotten used to it. That, that was a heck of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> and I, I have not been tempted to read one of the ones I'm grading yet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, Gonna, I'm gonna stick out those and wait for you know, read the three three trades I'm behind on and wait for the trade with that one. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Steve, if you never got into grading comics, is there anything that you think that you would have done instead? Yeah, I'd probably be a used car salesman or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was in the music business for a while. Um, I really enjoyed working with bands and stuff. Uh, but uh, it's a really, really shady business. What'd you do if you don't mind me so asking? So I don't. I I, I, I was I was producing um, bands and uh, stuff and help helping manage a band. And we had a record label and it went belly up. I lost about a quarter of a million dollars. That, that's where part of my collection went. Oh, oh. Mm. So maybe I'd love to be in the music business somehow. Um, but, uh, or I'd, I might just be buying and selling comic books. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't grading, uh, I, I just can't get, get enough of it. I always kid people that I'm going to die on the convention floor and people are going to be taking out their phones, and, you know, instead of calling 911, they're going to be videotaping me dying, you know, so they can <laughs> show it on YouTube, you know, <laughs> but, uh. I really do believe that I, I will. I will uh, die on the convention floor. <laughs> Hopefully, not too soon. Hmm. <laughs> Your mouth, the God's ear. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, so Steve, uh, can you take us through the process of grading a comic? Like from beginning to end? Be- beginning to end. Um, okay. Uh, do you want me to start with the technical stuff, or do you <laughs> want me to just go with how we grade and things like that? Whatever you prefer, but a little of both, what maybe. Do you, what you think would be most interesting and kind of educational to people, I guess? Okay. Um, well, um, people either bring in the comic books or they ship them in the mail. Um, if they get shipped in the mail, um, the shipping department opens up the box, uh, makes sure that the comic books that are in the box are secure and not damaged. Otherwise, they take a picture. Or if the box looks damaged before we even open it, we take a picture. Um, because we don't want to get blamed for something that the post office or FedEx did or bad packing on somebody's part. We have people mm-hmm. who send us books raw. No bags, no boards. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so after it's checked in, it's, you know, it's made correct that, you know, these 28 books are here and, uh, they go to, uh, receiving who enters them into uh, a screen, um, because you know, everything's on computer these days, of course. Right. 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 And, um, so it can be tracked all the way from beginning to end. What they do though, is they also on the bag is they put a sticker and it has a barcode. It has a number and uh, the name of the comic and the issue of the comic. Um, this way, it can be done blind. So I don't know which of you guys are sending in the book, right? Right. Uh, so when it hits, then it goes to a, a pre-grader. I'm sorry, it doesn't, um, it doesn't always go to a pre-grader. <laughs> Sometimes it goes to uh, somebody who does information input. So I don't know the new issue of, uh, I don't know, Spider-Gwen or whatever it is, right? Um, so if there's like seven variants, I wouldn't know that when grading. So we need to put that on the label. Mm-hmm. So that information gets inputted. Uh, artist, writer, key comments, variant, uh, make sure the spelling is right of the title, make sure the issue number and the uh, year is correct, everything that you see on our label. Um, at that point, it goes to a pre-grader who counts the pages, make sure the pages are all there, make sure there's no writing on the pages, no tape, um, anything you could think of tears. Hmm. Um, if they find anything, it's noted into the computer. Um, and they do a pre-grade. They, they list the defects and they give a grade. Um, sometimes it'll go to a secondary grader, depending on the value of the book. Um, and they'll do the same thing. They'll be able to see the grader's notes, but they won't be able to see the grader's grade. Okay. And okay. they may pick a grade. Then it comes to a finalizer, um, like myself, and I give the book a quick look through through the pages, but basically just for restoration check um, to make sure that there's no... Uh, the staples haven't been replaced, that mm-hmm. uh, there's no glue at the centerfold or on the third wrap or whatever. Um, and uh, do a restoration check on the cover where there's, you know, normally color touch or glue, things like that. Um, quick um, quick question, notes. Steve. Um, what's the yeah. like most common um, restoration that you tend to see? 
Oh, color touch. The color touch. Especially on, especially in black areas of. of Is it usually just with like a, a sharpie or something? A, um, actually, sometimes it'll be professional. It'll be acrylic, and really? it'll, be, it'll look really good where nobody could tell. Uh, sometimes it'll be really bad uh, marker or pen where you could tell, it, you know, pretty Wait. easily that something's wrong with the book. Huh. Hmm. But um, how how do you know you when it's acrylic? How do you know? When oh, it's... you could tell the difference. Um, it's it's really different. It's uh, it's shiny. It's hard. Uh, it doesn't bleed through. There, there's a bunch of ways. I mean, learning learning restoration is um, kind of like learning pressing. Uh, people think that if you press a book, it's going to magically make it a better grade. That's not true. Um, I've seen it damaged more times, and I've seen it helped. Um, People just get a press and they just press it and they don't know what they're doing and there's pebbling on the cover or they melt the gloss or or they the gloss is now like super shiny looks like glass or mm-hmm. um, or they weld the pages together um, with the newer books um, or the or the tattoo in Spidey two thirty eight yeah they, I've seen they, it happen before wheel, it all of a sudden it's wielded to the <laughs> interior cover. Um, huh horrible uh but uh, to go back to uh restoration it just takes years of getting ripped off too um <laughs> at the beginning i had no clue what i was doing and i bought a bunch of restored books i didn't know were restored by dealers that weren't reputable um mm. and that's the other great thing about certification is that we do that and the difference these days between a restored book and a unrestored book is what 10 times yeah yeah um, so, you know, you see, um, Fantastic Four number 52, you know, that black cover, the first Black Panther, uh, all the time with color touch because people want to make it look really sweet and sell it for a lot of money. And those black covers are tough. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a shame. Um, you don't need to color touch a book. Um, and people, some people like restored books and that's great. But when you, when you're restoring a book, so you can get over on somebody, that's horrible. Yeah, it's messed it's, up. Uh, it's really crappy. Um, so uh, after I did the restoration check, uh, I checked my grader's notes and see if there's anything I think they left out that should be there. Because we give away our grader's notes for free. You shouldn't ever have to pay for grader's notes or join somewhere. We, we would tend to agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I went to, you know, get my car fixed, and the guy says, hey, your car's running great. Give me a 1000 bucks." I said, oh, what'd you do? And he says, oh, you got to pay more to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I always believe that the greatest notes should be free. Absolutely. Um, and so we have a QR on the back of our label that you just hold your phone up to, mm-hmm. and boom, it'll pull up the greatest notes when you're buying the book. Um, or if you get your book in and you don't understand how we graded it, boom, there it is. Yeah. It's right at your fingertips. Very cool. That's an awesome service. So then, um, at that point, epic the page quality that I that I either agree or disagree with my pre graders with. Uh, look at their grades after I pick my grade, and if for some reason we're we're far off, I'll bring it to um, West Stephan, uh, my senior grader, and I'll ask him to give me a grade and see if I'm you know, missing something or maybe I'm being too lenient. You know, you want to give it the best grade possible 
without being wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody wants their books to be the best, right? Um, so if a book is a 9-7, which doesn't exist, right? <laughs> we call it, in the grading room, we call it a 9-7. Um, it's basically a 9-6 It looks like a 9-8, um, but it is better than a 9-6. So then we say, what's going to look like in the holder, right? And if it's going to look like a 9-8 in the holder, it's 9-8. It's going to look like a 9-6, it's a 9-6. Done. That's pretty cool. Um, huh. But uh, So we wanted to try to be as, as consistent and as accurate as possible. So, but if I, if let's say one grader picks six five and another grader picks six zero, and I'm I'm at six five, boom, it goes out as a six five. Right. It's pretty pretty simple. So, are you the only finalizer, um, or are there a couple of you? No, there's also um, we have a modern finalizer, Daniel Ertel, great guy, trained with me for years, and uh, Wes Steffen, who I mentioned earlier, uh, fantastic. Worked with me at our competitor for years. Uh, he's one of the top collectors in the world of uh, high-grade comics, uh, Golden Age. Huh. Um, he's such a specialist. He knows pedigrees re- like, better than I do, I think. Um, and what was his name? I'm sorry, Steve. But what was his name again? I'm sorry. Stephen. West Stephen. West Stephen. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's an Overstreet advisor. So if you go to the you know the Hall of Shame in the back of the Overstreet, <laughs> all our pictures are. Yeah, that's um, you'll you'll see him along with me. <laughs> that's great. Um, so after so after I finish finalizing it, it goes to encapsulation, where they fit it into the uh, interior well, which is made of uh, PTEG. Uh, it's used by the Library of Congress. Um, it's funny, our competitor is now using the same product <laughs> after <laughs> saying that ours uh, <laughs> wasn't very good. <laughs> um, but uh, ours, was, ours was really crystal clear and, and, and good for the book. You don't need uh, that um, microchamber paper okay? because uh, PETG actually breathes. Uh, so anyway, um, it goes into the uh, inner well, gets sealed. And then the labels get printed up, uh, label and outer case get put on, goes for quality check, uh, then goes to shipping and uh, or pickup, of course. Um, and uh, that's basically um, the encapsulation process in a very small nutshell. Very nice. Well, thank you. So, you know, with all the cons that go on throughout the year, how, how do you guys address being overwhelmed with surge, surges of submissions? Overwhelmed with what? Uh, surges of uh, submissions. So, you know, you're at like San Diego Comic-Con. You guys are going to get blasted with, you know, people coming in to submit books. And then, you know, uh, another show a week later, you're going to get blasted again with a, a bunch of submissions. How do you guys handle that? Yeah. Well, uh, the FTC, he calls me on a Saturday and I'm working. Um, so uh, I put in a lot of hours, but you also don't want to burn out. And you don't want to burn your eyes out. So we make our people take breaks, uh, whether they want to or not. Um, it's very important to clear your eyes. Yeah. Um, by being overwhelmed, sometimes we fall behind. I mean, we're at four to six week turnaround time now, which is fantastic. 
but there was a point where we were in a six-month turnaround time. Uh, wow. We don't just throw bodies at books to get them graded. Make sure we hire the best. Um, so when we're, in, when we're inundated and let's say we lose a grader or we're in need of a grader, um, it slows everything down. We've, we had a, um, we've been very blessed that the comic community loves us, um, or some of the comic community loves us, I should say. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you there's probably people who dislike us. Um, they, you know, they like our competitor or they don't like grading or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, basically, we, uh, they said we won't, won't throw bodies at books. We make sure, so if I have to work till one o'clock in the morning, I come home and I take a two hour nap and then get back and work till two in the morning. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's, but, but you're playing with comic books. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, it's such a cool thing. But also, like I said, we've, we, had a, we had a bunch of drawbacks. Uh, when we started uh, the second batch of plastic we got in for um, the inner well was not PETG, it was recycled PETG. We had to tell people not to send in books, and if they did send in books, we'd give a 30% discount. So we were shut down for a while. It cost us about $200,000. As a new company, that's just a huge, huge hit to take. I, I remember you when know. you did, you guys and had we had that. a hurricane in Florida. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And yeah. uh, we, were sh- we were shut down for over a week. Um, we had to move from Florida to Dallas where we were shut down for basically two weeks. I was waiting for books um, during that time. Yeah, I think we all were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we, we, you know, we, somehow we just keep landing on our feet. Um, we work really hard. We love what we do. Great group of people that I work with. Fantastic. I mean, we all go out together at times and talk comics all the time. Oh, that's got to be like a, a great a fun environment. environment to work in. Yeah. So, so Steve, it really I- is because you know you don't you don't get off you don't get off of work and go you know talk about like which uh, keyboard you fixed you know <laughs> yeah. today. Not, not usually. Sure. <laughs> right. So Steve, we all, we know that uh, th- there's always human error in everything. So when you guys do Absolutely. tend to to come across um, books that were graded, like there was an error on them or some some type of issue with the book, how do you guys respond to situations like that? Well, if it's our fault, we fix it. Okay. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, if you want if you want the trust of the community, you got to do right by them. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, I believe that you know in this world, you do right by anybody, regardless of what hobby they're in or, or whatever. <laughs> But especially in business, your handshake is everything. Mm. Um, so if, um, let's say I'm, you know, uh, grading a book and those, some of those 12 cent DCs uh, have really fragile um, paper at the staples. And let's say I pop the staple. We actually call the people and tell them. And that's why we, we have them put down a fair market value insurance on it. Oh, wow. So we can either find them another copy or give them credit or whatever it is, however it should work out. Um, it, people who work with us know that you don't get fired for making a mistake. You get fired for not telling us about it so we can tell the client. Mm. Um, you know, dealers don't, uh, most of them don't care. You just, there's like, yeah, just credit my account. 
you know, um, collectors really care. Yeah. Um, they, they would like the replacement copy. Um, if we can find it, sometimes it could take six months to find. Um, yeah, as a right collector, I, right I kind of understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do I. That's the thing. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a hobbyist first. You know, uh, business is second. Um, if this was going to hurt the hobby, I'd leave it in a minute. I really, you know, truly believe that. Because um, I want to have fun in it. Um, I'm getting older. I'm 56. But <laughs> I'm hoping when I'm 76, I'm still, like, you know, going through boxes of comic books, you know, or, you know. Uh, or, or portfolios of artwork or, or reading, you know, the newest trade. <laughs> we're we're going to force you into retirement by then, though, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, do you My guys... eyes will probably force me into retirement before uh, anybody else does. <laughs> so, Steve, do you guys have ever have people call you to challenge grades that were given on books? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's going to happen all the time. Um, we had... Uh, when I was working at our competition, it was, we, we, we got a real chuckle out of this. Uh, Mark Haspel, a uh, great collector. Uh, actually, he's uh, now uh, part of uh, What Are Games, the video grading service. Okay. Um, great guy, one of my best friends. Probably maybe one of the 10 most knowledgeable people in comic books today. About yeah. um, the minutia of every golden age weird book i mean he's great but um when we were working for the competition um back in the day somebody called up and said that they're really unhappy uh they cracked out a book and they um they would like they would like us to uh reholder it and uh we said well we don't reholder books that are cracked out they have to go back through grading because we don't know what if it was tampered with after it was cracked out. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's the same book. We don't know if um, the guy put a tear in the book and now it's a lower grade, right? Um, but then he starts telling us that the book, we graded a 1.5 or 1.8. It was pretty low. And he said to us that he walked around the convention and showed it to other dealers and they all agreed that it looked really good. But then he said when he opened it up, he agreed with our grade. Mm. <laughs> and he, went, he was angry with us because he agreed with the grade, but it looked better than the holder. <laughs> take care of this mistake that he made because it's really our mistake. We should have put something on the holder that says, looks much better. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the check mark came from, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's, yes, that, that's where ah. the check mark came from. Um, <laughs> I always tell people, check the notes before you decide what you think the grade should have really been. Mm-hmm. Because some books display so well in the holder. And then on the opposite, though, some books don't display as well. Right. You know, I might give something a 3.0 that you all might think looks like a 2.0 or 2.5. Mm. <laughs> um, it, it's going to happen, right? And so we're, we're a visual medium. And like I said, the art part of grading uh goes into that, not just science. Right. Um, but yes, we do have people who, you know, are very unhappy that they got back a 9.6 instead of a 9.8 on a modern book. Um, one of the um, craziest excuses I've ever heard was, this should be a 9.8. And I said, well, no, if you read the notes, it's got, you know, three spine stresses that break color. 
And he says, yeah, but I can't sell it as a 96. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, not my problem. <laughs> wow. Go, go back in time before those, uh, before those uh, color breaks right. happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So kind of along sure, with the, with the sure. whole submission thing, do you guys have anything that would, like, I guess kind of stop you from grading a book where you'd look at it and say you can't grade this? Um, well, there's, there's um, back in the Great day, question, Matt. when I say back in the day, I'm talking about uh, probably 2004 or so, um, there were these museum editions uh, put out by Jay and Company, and they would attach this really cool cardboard-type cover to a comic book and call it Museum Edition. And um, they weren't hiding anything. They said they made them. This is what they did, you know. Um, and they were selling them. I guess they had a license with Marvel or whoever. Um, and because they were, the cover was uh, hard and too tall, and to um, yeah, well, it was it was that's it was, uh, just tall. It was um, oddly guess, shaped, like a quarter quarter mm-hmm. of an inch. It was a quarter of an inch on top and a quarter of an inch on the bottom, longer than the comic book. Wow. So if somebody dropped the case, the uh, or dropped a box of books, whatever, um, that cover could come off. Mm. So we never we wouldn't grade those. Um, uh, there's somebody who reprinted a, uh, did a, did a print of a really cool cover and pasted it to another, to a comic book and said, well, I want this listed as Spider-Man 238 or whatever it was. Right. Um, and we said, no, because it covers up the entire cover and you just put this gigantic piece of paper on it, um, <laughs> and covered up the cover we don't want people fooled into ever thinking that that's a variant. Right. Um, there's, there's always exceptions on why I wouldn't grade a book. Huh. And is there any, uh, also, ever any content? If oh, it's way, sorry. <laughs> sorry um, well, actually, the outer content, if it's porn, basically, mm-hmm. we don't do it. Okay. Uh, our competition, I think, does. Mm. But if there's... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, if there's naked people on the cover, you know, who's to say what's art and what's not art, mm-hmm. right? But um, we don't uh, worry about that. But if there's a scene that you know you'd be embarrassed to show your mother, huh. um, we don't we, we don't put it on. Okay. Um, we we just won't do the book. We want to be more of a hobby, family friendly. We want the kids to see comic books in our holders. Right. Fair enough. And I don't want parents hiding kids from seeing comic books in our holders. That's great. We also don't do magazines. Um, the magazine holder, the tooling costs and everything would be about $60,000 to do. And then you'd have to hire um, an expert on comic book magazines, you know, Warren's, you know, like the Creepies and Eeries and stuff like that. Oh. And um, it's so that a real big expense. And these days, there's so few magazine comic books left to grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, a couple of years ago, right, uh, or more than a couple, but Star-Lord, you know, boom, blew up. Right. So the first Star-Lords were in magazine. And Rocky Raccoon, too, right? Right, Rocket Raccoon, yes, exactly. 
And um, so, um, but at the end of the day, um, we, we can do autographed comic books, but we put it into a Beckett holder without a grade just to, to authenticate the autograph for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, people just want their, you know, autographs authenticated. Um, and so we have a great you know, relationship with uh, BAS, um, the top uh, autograph service in the country, basically. You know, so they do sports and, and movies and now comic books. Um, they're fantastic. Um, so we, we're the only company that offers um, autograph certification that has not been witnessed. We get a lot of fakes, a lot of Bob Kane fakes, a lot of Jack Kirby fakes, um, a lot of Stanley fakes, and a lot of Stan Lees that, you know, at the end, towards the end of his life when he shouldn't be signing, we can't pass because it just became a, a scribble. Right, uh, right. Um, so anybody can do it. And we, we're we not going to risk our reputation just because somebody said, well, I saw Stan sign that. Well, I could say that I saw, you know, uh, uh, Trump sign the newest Trump comic, right? <laughs> um and it doesn't matter if I saw it or not. It's, you know, it has to pass authentication. Um, hmm. But, uh, Interesting. Uh, sorry, that came to my mind because we just did this crazy comic book, like, uh, about Trump. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and we, did, we, we are the only people that, uh, have, that in our holder have um, a, a sitting president's uh, Signature. Uh, Obama actually signed the. Um, oh, the Spidey. Spider-Man Obama comic. Yeah, the Five eighty three. Yeah, that that was really cool. That's awesome. That was great. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, one of my best friends grew up with Senator John Tester, and Senator John Tester was a witness for that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, so what books are you seeing submitted the most these days? Oh, modern is always going to be king, no matter where you are, whether it's coins, sports cards, um, comics. Uh, we see so many moderns. Like I told you about the uh, Walking Dead. Um, the one I, I took a picture of it for Instagram uh, because the guy sent in like 150 copies or something. I just took the picture and said, somebody really likes this comic book. Wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun on Instagram these days. <laughs> well, we we appreciate that great. you're uh, very interactive there. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You know, it's great. Look at my desk. I pull out my phone, take a picture, boom, go to Instagram and Facebook, and that's cool. I get to share it with the world, and I feel like once again, you know, I'm sharing with the community. Yeah, fantastic. It, it is a great um, it's really a great place to do it. Is there a single issue in particular that you guys have noticed, like that kind of stands out to you guys that you've been just seeing a lot of, maybe recently? Right now, it's um, we had just seen a, a flux, uh, the first Nihilus, um, mm. Fantastic Four Annual Six yep. or Five. Um, ooh, I should know this by heart. It's number uh, you guys caught six. Me. <laughs> ah, okay. I'm pretty sure okay. it's number six. I, I have six. a copy. Pro- yeah, five's a white cover with, um, uh, boy. Uh, yeah, I, you know, this, I, I, I have, I see so many books, they all kind of melt together at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, 
you know, whatever movie or TV shows coming out. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> boom, it'll hit my desk. I'm I'm seeing more uh, vintage um, Captain Marvel Shazam, you know, uh, but Captain Marvel Adventures and Wiz Comics come through that I've ever seen before <laughs> uh, because of the movie. Um, Ms. Marvel number one, boom, that was hitting my desk like crazy. You know, um, everything with Thanos in it, um, especially, you know, really cool books. Like two of my favorite comic books uh, from that era is Marvel 201 Annual 2 and Avengers Annual 7. It's a, it's probably my favorite or second favorite Captain Marvel, Thanos, Warlock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, also love the graphic novel Death of Captain Marvel that kind of blew my mind when it came out. I think that was 1981, I'm guessing. Um, oh, I used to know stuff but, like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we see... <laughs> Sorry? I used to know stuff like that. I, I Off the top of my head, I don't remember. Yeah, it's funny. I can tell you, like, that, you know, the cover of More Fun 62 is the Spectre holding some guy in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have such useless information in my head. It's incredible. Useless <laughs> to some, not to us. <laughs> well, you're right. Right. To us, it's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, in the real world, it just doesn't seem to count for much. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you're running with. That's all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so. But it is cool to know, like, this, 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 uh, the minutia, like, that the first Superboy is more fun 101, but he's not on the cover. Oh, it's really cool. I mean, it's hmm. just it's it's fun to have all these you know, all this uh, fun facts in your head that you can play around with with your friends. That is yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, we do that a lot. <laughs> so, so, Steve, can, cool. can can you explain what a pedigree is, and then talk about some maybe memorable comic pedigrees that you've seen? You mentioned oh, them before. Sure. Yeah. Um, Sorry, circling sure. back. So, uh, <laughs> That's okay. Look, you know, surf whichever way you guys are going to go. I'm, I'm just going with the flow tonight. <laughs> yeah, that, um, cool. So uh, a, p- a pedigree uh, has to have a few things going for it. Okay. Uh, the smallest pedigree that's uh, been recognized by the community is the Denver's. Um, the reason is that even though it was a small collection, it was all golden age number ones in high grade. Um, how how so many books was that? That's fantastic. But uh, pedigree collection has to be original owner. In other words, bought off the newsstand or nowadays the comic shop, if you will. But you know, back in my day, when it's old people wrote on stones, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you had, had to buy it from the newsstand, or you know, uh, or you steal it from the local barber shop, you know, because they had the old <laughs> issues hanging around. Um, but uh, uh, so has to be original owner collection, uh, has to be high grade, has to have most of the keys or all of them, uh, has to have has to be very deep. Like I said, uh, you know, should be you know a thousand books or so. Mm. Um, you know, maybe five hundred. Uh, it depends on the pedigree. The first Silver Age pedigree wasn't until late. Uh, that was the White Mountains. Uh, Jerry Weiss, who I mentioned earlier, found them. Uh, they were in the first major Sotheby's auction. I think, uh, if I'm correct, the Fantastic Four won 
sold for something like, I don't know, $5,000. And now it's probably worth a quarter of a million today. Wow. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so then there was the, um, the, the Edgar Church Mile High uh, pedigree. Um, the reason they called it the Mile High is Chuck Rosansky found it. Um, Chuck's the owner of Mile High Comics. Yes. Sorry. Uh, right. I forget people. That, that uh, yeah, everybody knows it, people's names. It, it's, it's funny, yeah. Uh, Steve, there's one thing I wanted to ask you real quick. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. when you said that it has to be the original owner, is there a way to verify that for like the yeah. entire collection? In a way, there really, yeah. there really is. Um, first of all, you'd, you'd find no restoration whatsoever mm-hmm. on any of the books, <laughs> right. right? But they all have a unique um, way that they were stored. So what's getting going back to the Edgar Church collection, um, they smell like cedar. They were kept in this uh, basement wow. with, with cedar walls. Um, they have bright white pages. Um, they have some sun shadows, uh, dust shadows, because mm. they you know, remember there's no bags and boards back then, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so wow. they were they were in piles, and uh, any corner that was sticking out got a dust shadow. <laughs> um, but the gloss, it looks like it was printed yesterday. Wow. It jumps out at you. Same thing with the uh, San Francisco Tom Riley collection. Tom Riley's uh, story was that he – I don't know how true the story is, so I'm not going to go into it. Um, but <laughs> okay. the, 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 the gist of it was that uh, after this gentleman died, his parents locked up the room, and all of his comics just sat there for years upon years upon years upon years until um, it was bought. And uh, once again – Brilliant white pages, sharp corners, wonderful gloss. Most of them have a, a stamp that says Tom Riley on the back of it, mm. which is kind of cool. He stamped his books. Huh. Um, it's light, it's small, but it's really cool. And, you know, I t- t- speak to people all the time who hate arrival dates or markings on books, and I love the coded Oh, yeah. Uh, a little history to it. Because yeah. they have a code on them. I love the... Tom Riley stamps. Uh, I just, I think it's fantastic. On the cosmic airplanes, I love the little check marks. Now, those um, stamps, do they count against the grade of a book? No, not not with a pen. I thought so. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, it's not going to get a nine nine or a ten. Okay. But it can still get a nine eight. Huh. Gotcha. Interesting. I didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah, there's only, uh, I think, uh, one church copy out there that's um, a 9-9. I think it's a Zip Comics number 7. Wow. Uh, didn't have, it wasn't coded. Just gorgeous. Um, hmm. Just fantastic. Wow. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been very blessed to see, you know, almost all these books come across my desk. Yeah. Uh, whether, whether it was in 2002 with our competitor or now. But uh, it's uh, and, and I've known the top collectors, John Virgil, who just passed. Wow, a year ago now, was one of my best friends, and he had the best timely church collection in the world. Um, all the moral mysteries and Captain America's torches. That's just wild. Uh, That's wild. Mind, mind-boggling. Yeah. Wow. Mind-boggling. So, Steve, I've heard through the comic book grapevine that you've seen the church copy of Action Comics number one. Is that true? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was the last person to ever see it before it was put away for good. Um, my friend uh, decided not to show it off anymore and stuff. Um, it is spectacular. I mean, <laughs> we've heard, you know, we've heard like, rumors. You know, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it was, was kind of like, you know, when the knights finally find the Holy Grail. <laughs> you know, it was like, that, that was kind of going off in my head, you know, like, like wow, yeah. you know all these rays coming off the book didn't really happen. You so, know? <laughs> do do you believe that it's the highest graded copy out there? Oh, I, I'm going to guarantee it. Wow. And wow. Uh, I usually don't guarantee anything when it comes to grading. Um, that that says it, volumes. It <laughs> and it's yeah. and it's stored away. You're saying, huh? It's great. And, and it's stored away. You're saying. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a yep. shame. That's a shame. Never been, <laughs> never been, never been graded. Wow. Huh. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so Steve, you know, I, J- jumping into the future now. Yeah, jumping <laughs> into the future. So, um, JJ here, Jim. I, I read a lot of digital copies, uh, comics. Um, do you see digital comics hurting the grading industry at all? I mean, in the, uh, now or in the future? Now in the future. Well, I mean, if everything goes digital, um, then of course it's going to hurt it. But as long as there's floppies around, it's not going to hurt it. Um, I think it's just another way of people doing stuff. Uh, one of the strangest phenomenons I've seen lately is that records have come back. Oh, yeah. I'm collecting those. <laughs> got a and lot of those. It's fine. I grew, I grew up on records, right? Yep. Um, but... Then you know the cassette tape was really cool, and uh, and <laughs> CDs didn't didn't pop and skip. But now, you know, everybody wants uh, vinyl. <laughs> well, yeah, the rumor's always uh, been that they sound great. the best, right? Is that the is that the truth of the matter? I, I, yes, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> no, I was just saying, is that the truth of the matter? Because they they supposedly sound the best. And vinyl sounds better yeah. than. Anything. Tape. Yeah, yeah, I listen. I listen to a lot of music. Um, I mean, that's my my second love. And uh, I'll tell you, there there's a there's there's a slight slight warmth to mm. the vinyl, but I don't listen to vinyl, so <laughs> it can't be that big of a difference. Yeah, <laughs> I love collecting the vinyls, just the big packaging and everything. I I think yeah, the packaging of vinyl yeah. is the best, though. Yeah. Yeah. Very nostalgic. I mean, because it was big. You had the lyrics. You had posters. Heck, and Cheech and Chong's uh, Big Bamboo, they put in a giant piece of rolling paper. I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, so Steve, you're kind of unique in that you've, you've seen books from, like, like every era of comics. Everything comes across your desk. Everything Mm -hmm. comes across your table. Um, like you've seen everything from the like thirties and earlier to like, you know, walking dead that came out like three weeks ago. So yeah, I've seen things from the 1800s. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, uh, you know, yellow kid, all this kind of stuff. Um, Palmer Cox Brownies were the first, um, first comic characters. They weren't in comic books, but they were the first, uh, character, you know, uh, characters they were used for children's blocks and things like that there's a whole history that it's a shame that the jeffy museum closed down the um yeah. museum because oh. when you walk through it it started with palmer cox brownies and you understood why kids gravitated 
towards characters. It was, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so anyway, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've seen old, the, the oldest books uh, in existence and uh, the newest books in existence. So the question was <laughs> that I derailed. Uh, no, it's a, totally fine. I, I didn't realize you'd seen stuff in the 1800s. Um, so like with that in mind and with, you know, comic history in mind for, for some people, like knowing the, the shifts in the, the ages per se, like what would you see as some of the, the biggest shifts in comics that people wouldn't necessarily think of? Like things you've seen change, things you see that are different from you know one year to the next. You know, I don't think it is always one year to the next so much. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, in the early '80s when it changed to Baxter Paper, um, you know, the Teen Titans, yes. and Omega Men, things like that. That was a very big change. Um, I happen to like newsprint. Um, as opposed to the Baxter paper, um, it seemed loud to me, the uh, inks, uh, not the inks, the colors. They're glossier um, and kind of but, like brighter. Um, yeah, it just, it was different. And, you know, maybe, you know, we, uh, as humans, we don't, we don't, we don't love change. Yeah, very right? true. So, <laughs> it's in our um, nature. But, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, you know trade uh, graphic novels um, were... Uh, a big change for us. Uh, but I think changes are slow in our hobby. Um, when I was a kid and I was buying, like I mentioned, the Tell Expense 57. Yep. And I was spending, you know, $3 or whatever. <laughs> our friend Jeff would be so um, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the older guys would say to me, no, 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 you're buying the wrong stuff. If you're going to invest, invest in faucet. Right. And at the time, Wiz number two, which is really Captain Marvel Adventures one, right, um, uh, was the number one book in the price guide. Huh. Sold for the most money. Now it's, you know, at one point, I don't even think it was at, at number 10, you know. Um, uh, it's uh, the changes are slow, but you can watch them. They're steady. Um, I don't think that answered your question, though. <laughs> no, it, no, it, it kind of is. I think that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack, so I really try very hard on these interviews. No, <laughs> stop. No, it's a fantastic. It, it was kind of a, an out there question. It's all good. <laughs> so, Steve, cool. coming coming through the doors, um, books that people submit for grading. Is there any books that you've? I guess I'd say, what are the books that you've seen the least of, and is there anything you haven't seen yet? And you hope like to it. see. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't think there's a comic that I know I haven't seen. Um, Are you still surprised when things come in the, sometimes? Well, we, well, we, yeah. Um, uh, but we, but we opened up the foreign market, um, and the foreign comics are really cool. Like Superman, one from South Africa, is I think the cover of Action One Sixty Eight. Huh. Um, because of the year it came out. Um, it's really cool. Uh, foreign comic books are really neat, really cool. We have Tim Bildhauser uh, on our staff. He's the, probably the top foreign expert in the world. And um, I've seen books I never thought I'd see, uh, from whether it's from Israel or it was from Germany. It doesn't matter. It's fantastic. Um it's 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 fun because I'd never saw them before. So for me, that's 
a real treat. Um, but when uh, we got into Suspense 3, uh, Suspense 3 is one of the greatest covers ever done. Y'all should check it out. Um, it's uh, it's just a great Schomburg cover. Worst interior I've ever read in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I finally got a copy, I was like, yay, sat down and read it. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. But um, a collection came in to CBCS. Uh, that is a really opened, nice cover. Uh, wow. Magic. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah, that is it's cool. It's cool. Um, but uh, somebody came in with a collection, Magic Woo, the Magic Woo collection. And um, I get to the Suspense 3, it's super high grade. And I'm like, this is incredible. And I'm like, this looks like a pedigree. I open it up, and boom, on the first page is the Pennsylvania stamp, um, the date stamp and everything. And I'm like, this is Pennsylvania. This is incredible. Huh. Nobody knew where it was. And then we got another collection with a suspense three in high grade. And I'm like, this is insane. And we're like, this is the mile high. They <laughs> <laughs> get church coffee. Wow. I, and I'm sitting there. I'm like a kid at Christmas. I mean, it's not my book. I don't own it. I'm not going to see it after the next 10 minutes. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, funny. I was like, this is insane. That's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I get surprised uh, on occasion. Uh, and I love seeing certain books. You know, there's books that, you know, we talk about from our childhood or books that we love. And when they hit my desk, I'm just, you know, a big smile just comes on my face. Even if it's a, a, a VG copy of Marvel Team-Up, annual number two i'm like yeah, yeah i love this book yeah <laughs> do, do you do you catch yourself um, do you catch yourself reading the book you know if it's a book that i've never seen before never read before and it's, cool, <laughs> and, it's close to, and, and it's close to break time once in a blue moon yeah i'll check it out that's you know, cool read it really carefully you gotta and, count those uh, pages right yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very slowly. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I had a question kind of about like the future of, you know, gr the grading process in general. Do you see like the encapsulation process evolving in the future or is there somewhere that you well, know now so. that I it's mean, tending to go I, to? Yeah, I mean, we have some things in the pipeline um, that we're changing. Um, we definitely were, ga were a game changer. Like I said, our competition followed suit on, on a bunch of stuff. Um, and, and if they come up they with a They say imitation idea, is the best form of flattery, too. correct? Well, that, and it was good for the hobby. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I'm sure that if they come up with something really cool, um, we would do the same. Yeah. And uh, I think all businesses should evolve. Right. Um, see, so imagine if, um, and especially I think CBCS was very needed. It's one of the reasons I opened it. Um, was that you need competition. Right. Okay. Um, at the time that we opened, our competitor had uh, long turnaround times. Um, uh, what they had lost um, some of the best uh, people. Um, and we came along and kind of made sure prices weren't rising and <laughs> things like that because we, we charge less than they do. Right. Um, because imagine if Ford was still the only person making cars today. You'd be getting 18 miles to the gallon 
and paying a quarter of a million dollars for a car, hmm. and they'd still all be painted black, right? Competition is fantastic. Right. It's great for everybody. But it has to be legitimate competition. It can't be like um, hmm. that other grading service that's out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no we, we, we'll, we'll steer clear of that. <laughs> yeah, I cracked out. Uh, at, luckily, uh, somebody brought one of their books to our table in New York, and said he couldn't sell it in their holder, and asked if we would grade it. He said, sure, but we asked him to stay around to crack it out. We cracked it out. It was a Batman 23, and it was missing the center three wraps. Oh, my God. This kid was devastated. I said, well, do you know who you bought it from? You know, maybe you can return it. And, uh, you know, and uh, he said, no, the guy's not at the convention. I said, well, if you go back to, you know, your local dealer, whoever you bought it from. I forgot who he said he bought it from. So maybe you can get a refund. And uh, the next day, he showed up with a pile of books. And I said, oh, do you got a refund? He said, nope. He goes, but, you know, I trust you guys, so <laughs> take them. You know, and you were so honest. You know, you know, we have to be good to each other, and that's why I don't like that other grading service. Yeah. I don't think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not. not uh, it, it's just a big grab for money at the bottom, at the end of the day. Hmm. So... Question, what would be, like, your biggest piece of advice for people who, like, want to get into, like, grading their books for the first time? Uh, first, learn how to grade a comic book without plastic. Uh, really study the hobby. Get to know people who are on it. Fireworks. Um, make friends with, with the top hobbyists. Uh, that's what I did. It helped quite a bit. It didn't stop all the pitfalls. <laughs> Sorry, Steve, there's, there's fireworks going on in the background by, by our area. Apologies, there's a... Oh, just <laughs> yeah. for me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're, they're, so exci- they're so excited to hear about um, about comic grading information. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. But yeah, hopefully everybody heard that advice, even though we didn't... <laughs> Yeah, no, no. You should learn how. To, and first of all, you should count the pages of a comic book. Yes, I feel like that right. that goes sure over people's page, heads so much. Sorry, I feel like people don't think of that like as often. Uh, as I don't. Should. Right. I never. I've exactly. never done it. You never do. I never do. You know, up until recently, I started doing it, but no, for the longest time, I didn't. I just bought the book. That was it. Yeah. I right. just I just only buy from I, reputable people who I ask if they <laughs> counted them beforehand. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Still count them. The page counts are yeah. strange on certain no, books, yeah. and they don't know if a page is missing or not. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that's become a, expert. That's a good piece, of, you know and, I mean? and that's what we've kind of tried to do ourselves as collectors. You know, we've we've had people who you know who've been looking at books, doing comic books for a long time, and you know, we try to get as much information, kind of like you know, sponge it up. And, you know, apply it to, you know, our collecting. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, and, and even if you wanted to, you know, you know, take, take a comic book that is, let's say, mid to high grade, like a 7.5, right? That you think is a 7.5. Mm. And bring it around to, uh, bring it to a major con. I think you guys are just at Eternal Con or getting ready for Eternal Con. Yes. Yeah, we were there That's today. Happening, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Right, yeah, to the Instagram posts, right. <laughs> um, and you can take it around to a dealer and say, hey, can, you know, I just bought this. Can you do me a favor and give me a grade on this? 
And you might find out that some people are grading at a six, some people are grading at an eight, and some of those are grading at seven five. And you know, if it's in the strike zone, and you know, people are grading at seven, seven five, eight, and you grade at a seven five, you know, you're doing all right. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with professional grading. We have to be in the strike zone. If right. you guys send in a seven five, we should be at seven, seven five, or eight, unless you guys are crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Don't be wrong. You know, it, it's going to happen. I, I always used to do pre-grades before I'd send books in when I was working at the shop. And whenever I got the answers back, we'd have like a, there was another guy at the shop and I would always do grades beforehand. And uh, when they'd come back, we'd see who was closest. <laughs> I like all the books. Well, I was half a grade off here, but I was dead on for this one. And I was half a grade under for this one, but I was spot on on this one. <laughs> right. But you, but you were in a strike zone. Oh, almost know, always. Unless right. it was something big that I missed. Cool. Right, and that's why the graders' notes are so important. Exactly. You know, um, you know, some people like saying a book that looks like it's a nine six, but it's got a four inch chunk missing out of the third page. Yeah. They, you know, they didn't take the time to see it. There's and, a tear you, know, you didn't see that you didn't check. The grading, boom. You know, um, actually, it might not get the a check mark. It might actually say, you know, when there's um, on our label, we'll put. Um, you know, a uh, large piece missing from third story affects page. Mm. Sorry, affects story. Because we want people to know that they can't read the comic book completely. Right. Hmm. Because reading is what it's all about, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, you know this, but fun surprise for everyone who's been listening today. Uh, we're going to do a free grading giveaway and I believe you said it was for a modern book, right? Two modern books. Is that correct? Two, yeah, two modern books, uh, not including postage, though. I right, don't correct. Pay, you know, shipping shipping not included. <laughs> and, right. uh, so we're, um, but, uh, yeah, for listeners of your show only. Yes, absolutely. Um, you, you, have to, and, you have to listen to the episode to know the question. <laughs> right. And you guys now get together on how we work out the, the logistics on getting the books to us. Okay? Absol- absolutely. So, Steve. Which we're going to give you two questions. You tell us which one you want to answer, and which one you think is going to be the, the the tougher one for you to answer. I guess. Do you either want to do what was the first comic book you ever sold, or what the first comic book you ever graded was? You want to share that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no clue what the first comic I ever graded was. Okay, I can tell you the first ten O. That Ooh, we that's a good one. All right, that's cool. Let's do that. Grading. Okay. Um, so, all right. So the so question is, what is audience? the first? Oh, well, no, I'm going to ask you. You're going to give us the answer, and then you, to to know what the answer is, the first person who's going to contact us via Instagram direct message or if they email us at request at longislandcomicguys.com. First person to you know send us the answer um, wins the wins the free uh, grading giveaway. Shipping not included. Okay, um, <laughs> great. Well, uh, the first book I ever graded, uh, and the graders agreed with me, a ten o, um, was back in I think two thousand and one. So it was like you know when I first started professionally grading. And it was, I'm supposed to tell you now, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. It was Venom Lethal Protector, number one. I knew it. But the black <laughs> cover variant. 
Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> All right, so we have the answer now. People out there have the answer. So the first <laughs> one to contact us via Instagram, by direct message, don't, re- don't respond in any uh, comments, or um, emailing us at request at licomicguys.com. First one to uh, first response we get on that uh, gets the Wednesday giveaway. That's cool. Thank you cool. so much for doing that for fun. us, Steve. That's awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Uh, not only for oh, us, but for our listeners. Yeah, well, yeah, great. thank you. That was really yeah. nice. Of you. And is there um, is there any additional information you want to give people out there um, for anything going on with CBCS right now, um, or you want to just plug um, different um, events you guys are going to? Well. Um, you should go to our site to see the events that we're going to under um, info and events, of course. And what's the site uh, name again, just for clarification for the everyone? The site is cbcscomics.com. Great. We'll plug that in the and, description. Um, I can be followed on Instagram under Steve Borock, S-T-E-V-E-B-O-R-O-C-K. I post, as you guys know, Try to post every day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> All sorts of cool books that hit my desk. And uh, but we yeah, we have a lot of stuff in the works for the future. Not sure what I'm allowed to give out because you know I uh, don't want to give um, our competition any uh, leads on what we're doing. Oh, right the second, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we have some really cool stuff in the works. Um, like we. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, uh, we uh, a few years ago split off Newsstand Direct on the label because people wanted to know, you know, wanted the, uh, the newsstands because they're tougher to find. Right. Um, and uh, that was, you know, a, another, you know, way of moving the hobby forward. Uh, we constantly thinking of different ways of doing it. I just don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. Oh, no, but, that's all uh, right. <laughs> I think, in, I think in, a few, in a few weeks, um, and if it happens before the, the next show is recorded, uh, I'll let you guys know when you guys, you guys can announce it there. Awesome. Well, we you. appreciate that. We'll definitely do that. Okay, cool. All right, everyone. Well, so this was uh, our interview with Steve Borak, uh, greater extraordinaire for CBCS uh, Comics. And um, it, it, thank you again. So uh, we'll be in contact soon. We're, we're definitely going to want to talk to you again about more stuff. I, th- yeah. I think we, uh, we need more time. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see you yeah, at some shows definitely. in the future, too. Yeah, well, we'll yeah I think uh, you, oh, you, you, you said you're going to be at Terrificon this year. Is that correct? Are you uh, that? Might be. Might be? All right. So I we might, might see be. you there then. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be right. great. Yeah, we'll um, definitely hang oh, out. Oh, the other thing I did want to plug was we do have a Facebook page. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, no, no we, get, we, we offer a lot of information through that. And that's, uh, of course, CBCS Comics. All right. So, so that would be our, our Facebook page. Nice. We'll link right. to everybody, everybody to everything. Yeah, we're going to put all that information when we In the show notes there. and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Well, guys, I, you know, I really want to thank you very much for spending the time and having me on. It, it's a real honor. No, this it's an honor to us. You know, you have so much information out there. You yeah. know, Pete, the, the education value of this, I think, is just amazing for, you know, especially, you know, new collectors. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact that we can tell yeah, you're so I, I passionate hope, about this I stuff. I hope so. I really do hope so. That's <laughs> great. Well, guys, well, thank you again, and, and have, have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful night. All right, thank you. Likewise. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
All right. Thanks again to Steve for that awesome interview. Uh, very informative. Uh, just uh, just for everyone's uh, information. We I know need to be a little more. That that was an awesome interview. I mean, guys, right? <laughs> that, that was, was an, an amazing awesome interview. interview. It was an amazing interview. I mean, interview. to have this guy on, on our show. I'm, 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 I'm going to do this. Man. I'm glad you I'm, did it. I'm doing this. Steve this, is this, awesome. This guy, it, it was an actually <laughs> unbelievable to get this guy on right, our you show. You do that, I'll be the guy who coughs. That, that's that's fine. <laughs> it's me that's coughing. This, it was it, it was amazing just to get him on our show. I know. knowledge that guy huge, yeah. He's huge. And... If anybody's in this in this hobby, whatever you want to classify it as, I mean, this is this you know is, who he is. This is the guy. Yeah, and for him to take the time out of his busy schedule, because he this guy goes to probably every single show in the damn country, he took the time out to to, to speak with us, and I think it's, I mean, we we owe him some gratitude. He's probably the Thank only, you very much. only person that more knowledgeable than Alan that we've ever yeah. talked to in terms of like comic. I bet you knowledge. would be interesting to hear them. Talk. Oh yeah. They would have a great <laughs> conversation. And, you know, and, this is our kind of like salute to the comic book yeah. uh, collecting world. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Month. And yeah, Alan knows a lot. So I have to agree with you. The, so, one, the one thing I did want to say though, um, for those people out there who don't grade a lot, the company that um, he was talking about that he kind of said, stay away from without saying the name of it. I'm almost a hundred percent positive. He was referring to PGX. Yep. If you guys are looking to grade and, you know, like I know there's two companies out there, you know, he, when he referred to his competitor, obviously that was CGC, CBCS between us, we both have books graded from both companies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're both reputable companies. I think, you know, I buy whatever I could get the exact price on, you know, and, and that's how I do it too. But don't buy anything from PGX. Like he was telling you about the story, they're just not a reputable company. And, you know, we just want people out there to be knowledgeable and, you know, know what you're buying. And it's not reliable to uh, to get yeah. books from them. So okay. I just wanted to put that no, we're not. We're, and we're not trying to do that as like, you know, to to knock them. I no, mean, though it not. is knocking it, it, them. But it's, we're trying. It's, you know, people have gotten books from there that are res just plain restored yeah. and misgraded. And some people, you know, they haven't gotten burned. But I've heard more burned stories and I've heard that, you know, it turned out well. And uh, aside from that, usually the grades are way off. I'm not even talking to like, you know, eight O's really being seven O's. I'm talking like nine O's being like four O's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But again, Steve, thank you very yeah, much yes. for Hope coming on Hope to have him show. back on. God, I would love to yes. have him back on. I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, I think soon we're, we're like, going to meet up with Like you said, we something. might bring that uh, that other guy on with him, His, uh, his one of his partners. Yes. yes. And we're going to see him at Terrificon. Yes, we so will. So he said maybe. Maybe. Well, <laughs> if not, we'll see him at <laughs> New York yeah. Comic Con. I'm being very hopeful. Yeah, no, we'll, de we'll yeah. definitely see him soon. He's at New York every months. year. So. And remember, for the giveaway information, I hope you listened because the first person to reach out to us, and I know I said earlier only – Request at licomicguys.com or Instagram at licomicguys.com. Just at licomicguys. But you can also do at licomicguys at um, Twitter and Facebook as well. Yeah, whatever's the easiest way for you guys to reach us. Yeah, the first person to get yeah, contact first, us earliest with the, time with the correct it. answer, the exact correct answer. This is not, you know, we're not going to take close enough. It has to be the exact answer. Yeah, okay? Agreed. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Shall All we right. move into our next segment? Yeah, let's close this out with uh, some reviews here. Yeah. So we're going to start with Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. Yeah, so DM, you didn't see this. All nope, right. so no I grade, did not. No greed from the DM. Did we get... Um, yeah. We're going to spoil this. Is that okay? Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, go okay. right. Okay, cool. Yeah, we are going to spoil this. So if you guys <laughs> haven't fine. seen it, sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. by then it's, it's been out for a couple Ma of weeks. Major spoiler alert is yeah. coming. Um, we didn't get a grade from Bonus Jonas, right? No. Did he's he usually, see it? I don't know if he saw it. He's I'm, usually long-winded with his uh with his grades anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want right. to start? Uh 
No. So no? so T, <laughs> TC and JJ, we we saw this together yeah. last Friday. You might have seen a date. You might have seen the post. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's there's the, the happy couple. Um, <laughs> were your wives jealous? No. I don't think she knew I was gone. <laughs> My wife was so happy that I left. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a late. I think it was a, it was a 10:30 show. You might have, really <laughs> Damn. It was late. It actually worked out perfectly. In terms it was of timing, fine. Honestly. It was fine. <laughs> nice. Um anyway. But I liked it. Uh, JJ here. Um, I'm going to say like 885. Is I, this JJ, by the way? This is JJ, by okay. the way. JJ. I don't know why I keep doing that. 85 out of 10? Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, do I go into my little details? Let's give grades thing? first. Okay. Let's give grades. Do, and okay, go, go for it. Round table. Go so, for it. Solid 85 for me. Solid 85 for you? Yep. 7.5. I figured. Of course. I'm don't don't, I, don't even I, get me started with your grade I, on Into the Spider Verse. I, I know I'm. Uh, oh, I, I, <laughs> did I'll you go see into it? that quickly? Yeah, I found go it into that quickly, please. Oh, oh I, I, what? Six zero. Yep. You are the only person the probably in the world. Really? Listen, you know what? <laughs> and, and, Why? And you you were please? talking this up to me, and the, and the whole time I was seeing the previews, I was like, I know I'm not gonna like it. And the whole reason that I didn't, I don't. Think I know it's I bust terrible. your chops, but I'm curious. What what do you? I don't think it's. I don't think it's terrible, but I told you I already knew why I wasn't gonna like it. It's because it's about Miles. I'm not a Miles fan. The book's about uh, my the 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 the, 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 the movie's about Miles. It's not about Peter. Like they're in it, but it's not about them. The the main story is about Miles Morales, and I have nothing against him. He's just not my Spider Man, and like it was. But I felt you, like it was geared more take, towards If kids. you take all that away, as just, a movie, just as a movie, I liked. I I honestly liked the the comic book story of that much better. Like Into mm-hmm. the Spider Verse had like the more. I, I don't really like Moreland, but it was actually kind of a cool use to bring everyone in and. I, I like, I'll I, go as far I like as to say more. it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. That's cool, but I didn't think it was that. I won't go that far. Are, are um, you, I, what's your favorite? I don't know. My next Wait one after that would be. Are you, are you talking like animated and live action? Yep. Slightly, uh, really? ab- slightly above Spider-Man Two for me. Ever I, so slightly. I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. It's one of those movies I can watch again. That movie's I, trash, dude. Spider-Man Two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, we're going back. We're, we're digressing. Yeah. We're right, anyway. digressing. Let's go. go let's go. The, uh, let's go back to Far From Home. Yeah. All right, we're done with that. Um, so seven, five, so seven five, and honestly, that's a good grade. Before, and again, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I just told you um, my Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. was six zero, so obviously, I liked it a lot more than that. It was. What a, was your sorry? What was your homecoming? Um, uh, grade. I think I, I'll be honest with you. I probably liked that a little bit better. I don't think I gave one because I don't think we were doing this back. We then. weren't. No. Um, I might give that one an eight. Ooh, see, I went the other way on that one. You, you know why? It's because Michael Keaton. I think. So I before that first ending credit scene. So big spoiler alert here again. Um, what's J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons returns as J. Jonah Jameson. It was a seven before that. That that scene brought it to a seven five for me. First of all, that scene, <laughs> like just what that scene did. That's more than we've seen in a cutscene, I think, before from MCU. The cutscenes were fantastic. Both yeah. cutscenes. So by the way, so there's the first cutscene. Which is the J.K. Simmons um, where he basically J. Jonah reveals Peter. Yeah, he identity. outs him yeah. as Spider-Man because um, whatever information is given from Mysterio. I lost my and mind then, when I saw him. And then the final one was great too. Like th- these yeah. weren't like you know eating around, sitting around eating shawarma. These were like yeah. next level, um, mm-hmm. um, tr- whatever trailers or. Yeah, we'll get into that specifics later. But so your overall opinion of the movie? It's just like I enjoyed it. It just seemed like there was something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. Was there anything specific you didn't like or just something you felt was missing? No, it was just like it didn't feel like a Marvel movie to some degree. I got a very Sony feel from it at certain points. Yeah. Agree with and you it there. was just like I was just I like I don't know. It didn't seem as fluid as some of the other Marvel movies. 
You could definitely tell it wasn't a typical Marvel. I'll tell you my absolute. I liked that, though. I'm sick of hearing about it was different. Thanos. You know? Yeah. No, no, but that's not that's not what my issue was. Oh, I just felt mean? like the flow that those movies normally have is a lot better. I felt like there was some something some some of it was a little choppy. I don't know. Okay. Like some transitions were a little I don't know. It it just didn't I, I don't really have a good description. I just, some of it something just didn't feel right. Yeah. Again, gotcha. like Mysterio, I liked some of it. I didn't like all of him. The best scene in that entire movie, that first time he hits him with all those illusions where like you see like Tony Stark as he, oh, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the like half dead. That scene where he whoops him like right before he gets slammed by that train, best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Best scene in the movie. I and uh, me and me and uh, JJ talked about this too. I like Mary Jane better in this movie. Yep. Her name is not Mary Jane, sir. Uh, so MJ. <laughs> MJ. Right. She's not. I I'm, really liked her in th- this. Th- one. They're never gonna bring a real Mary Jane into it, but um, I liked her better. Again, yeah, I liked her better too. Agreed. She was just not given enough in the last movie. In the first one, you know. Yeah, it wasn't really. This one, she was like given death. Fish. Yeah, she was given death. She was given character development. Yeah. which was great. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, want, I wanted her and to be good. I didn't like, um, um, Nick. Ned. Uh, Ned. I Ned. didn't like Ned. Yeah, Ned was. A Ned seemed that is my only. That was my only downside. And like he seemed downside. old to I me. Don't he like seemed him. more of an adult than he did a kid. And when you looked at him, he looked like an adult. Like just any scene. Like I love the humor in this movie. I thought it was did yeah. the humor. I thought well. the teachers were great. Oh my god, Martin uh, Starr. I don't remember Martin who he Starr plays. Martin Starr and uh, JB Smoove. Yeah. Uh, they were they were really funny. They were a good Little like yin yang comic uh, relief combo, there. Yeah. But anytime Ned came on the screen, I just felt like it took me out of the movie. Like it just yeah. felt out of place. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know why. Some of those scenes with him in it, it just it bothered me. It just you you and, saw right through him. Like, it was actually also my least favorite appearance by Fury, and I know he's not Fury, so that's kind that of that was why. my thing during the whole movie. I was like, this, something doesn't seem right. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't pick that up. You know, when he when he says <laughs> certain words, <clears throat> mf'er. No. When he says, bitch, please, you're an Avenger or whatever. Yeah. You've or no, space. you've been to space. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that is not something Nick Fury would say. <laughs> at all. You see, he probably would have. I don't know. But it was, it was other scenes. I don't know. So you know who they're saying that other guy was, right? Which guy? The uh, Vladimir or Dimitri. Yes. Who did they say? Chameleon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that's oh, really? Dimitri. Yeah. Dimitri is a chameleon. So they're saying now, like, oh, are we going to see Craven next movie? I think it's too early for I Craven. His first appearance. That'd be nice. Yeah. It's too early for Craven. That's <laughs> too early. So, so <laughs> things you guys specifically liked. Um, oh, I just told you that one yeah. scene. That that scene was good. Um, the I like the whole New York scene, the whole coming at the very end. I like that. Um, but yeah. of course, I was. You mean the post credits? The mm, credits? Yeah, post credits. No, that was. Listen, I am so happy. Well, that when he was when he had MJ, that was, was that the post credit? Yeah. Okay, I am so happy that J.K. Simmons was brought back for this. I couldn't. I could Honestly, not see anybody they, else. They wouldn't have. So anyone else wouldn't have been. Yeah. So I read an interview with the directors, and they said that they're trying to figure out how to do the post credit scene. And they came up with the idea of like um, an Alex Jones Infowars type thing, but Daily Bugle. And it wasn't even a question. They were like, we got to get J.K. Simmons. Yeah. And I'm glad they did that. Yeah. He's just so perfect for that He's role. He's the first actor who's played a character outside of this universe that's reprised the role. Really? Yeah, first I actor. I did not know yeah. that. They've never brought in like the same actor to play the same character from another set of movies. And I just and I realized today that he was also he played Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. So it's, it's yes, interesting to yeah. To see both, he's played both sides. Have you guys now. seen Whiplash? No, you guys should watch it. It's really good. He won an Oscar for that. Okay, sure. Probably not. <laughs> um, Get me more pictures. Wow. So, what is your take on the last 
um, scene in that. Sword? Sword. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had that experience. I, I don't know. I'd like to see, I'd like to see where it's going. Uh, it should be interesting. I hope this just steers away from Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> she was brought up in it. Was she? She was. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like, it, yeah. But that was weird. It's like, don't even mention her name. And yeah. again, that wasn't Fury. But that like, wasn't Fury. I didn't understand that. Yeah. What that meant. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's something else I wanted to say specifically about this movie. I think Happy is criminally underrated, and I'm so happy that he got more time in this. He, he's great. I've I've seen him in so many things. And criminally again, underused. Again, I'm sorry. S- since you're saying uh, you, you brought up Whiplash as a movie that no one cares about, I'll bring up a movie that also <laughs> uh, no one's going to care about who's listening. Um, there's I think it's a Netflix movie, Chef. That he's in. Oh, that was an awesome movie. That was a great. Oh my movie. god! Yeah. yeah, but um, he's I, I've always liked uh, his character, except for that m- the movie that made him famous, which I think is a is a crap movie. Which one? Um, the one with him and Vince Vaughn. Oh, uh, uh the one in like the nineties. It's so dated. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Don't don't, uh, don't look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Yeah, so people who are listening are, are yelling it at our ears right yeah, now that we can't hear. Yeah. And uh, Melissa Tomei. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Love her. I love that interaction <laughs> between her and I Happy. would love for her to have said one time my biological clock is ticking. Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. I was like, come on. I thought by the end we were going to hear a spider sense. He's like, why can't we just call it like a spider sense? <laughs> yeah. I like them shooting him down. I like, like that they didn't. That's a stupid name. <laughs> that, that would be fun. Yeah. And, they're, call, and they're calling the, the event the blip. Yeah. yeah. I really liked how they didn't like, I don't know if didn't take it seriously is the right phrase, but they... Made light of it. Made light of the whole Endgame thing. L- listen, to, to which go, I feel like makes this movie stand alone. Dive into too. that. It's it's hard. Like it, it it it's the first movie that has to address it. Right. I think from I think from that point on, it's gonna be very. It's gonna start to die out mm-hmm. a lot. Like dimension. But I'm happy it like stood on its own and not yeah. really on the shoulders. Even though there was a heavy influence about you know Tony's death and everything. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, like another thing I really like too is. Um, you know, oh. when he's finally building the own suit and, you know, like Happy sees him as like, you know, yeah. like how he saw Iron Man doing it. And it, it was totally intended to be that yeah. way. And he's like, I'll, I'll handle the music. He's like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. He's like, well, that's actually supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the beginning was hysterical with the whole Whitney Houston. It opened up with Whitney that, Houston. That was funny. That's and really it just turned into this whole memorial, uh, but it was yeah. done with the school kids. And, and it was actually quite funny. And they're assuming that Cap's gone, by the way. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put him in that. So Cap, in everyone's eyes, is no more. Yeah. That's true. Very interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. Marvel's spending a lot of money on songs to put in these movies. Well, ACDC's making out of ACDC. the deal. ACDC, Whitney Houston is expensive. Well, she's dead. Immigrant Song from Ra- Thor Ragnarok cost a million dollars just to have that in the movie. It's ACDC's crazy. making mm. out. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. It's okay if they make like a billion dollars. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we see the next? Where do we see coming up after this? What is supposed to be coming up next? Do you want to talk about the rumor you you heard? So I, I heard a rumor. I don't, again, I don't know how much of this you know holds weight. I also heard that if this movie doesn't make a billion dollars, you shared this with us. Yes, that it might go back to Sony. It's in the contract that if this movie doesn't break a billion, the rights revert back to Sony. What? Well, I, I or they can, or um, Disney can't make any more movies with him. But it's it's made six hundred million in a week. It's gonna it's gonna make it. So it seems weird. But th- huh. I think the other, the next movie is already set up. Their third, so there's. So he's contractually he's, making he, one more. He's signed for one more movie. Yeah. He was signed for three Spider-Man movies and then three appearances in other movies in the universe. Yeah. So he's already hit the other three. I so so the rumor I heard, and again I don't know how true this is. I heard it on the social medias. 
is that he signed up for nine total solo movies. So one more after. So the way they're saying is it's going to be three high school, three college, three adulthood um, trilogies. I mean, the thing is, he's young enough to do it. And listen, I was like, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Why Why wouldn't yeah. he? As, again, like, how many of us really enjoyed Brie Larson? I mean, they need somebody to kind of take this over. And it seemed like they were, like, at least He's from the Fury's one. perspective, like, they're kind of grooming him. I was like, listen, I was like, I think they're, you know, they're going to push Spider-Man. And they're like, listen, what if Wolverine doesn't work out? Yeah. I think Wolverine's, Wolverine, might not Wolverine and Spider-Man, Wolverine. you can come at me with any other character you want. Before any movie came out, two most popular characters <laughs> in the Marvel Universe of comic books. I agree. They're the most interesting. They're the most the ones that have most fans. They're DC's Batman and Superman in terms of popularity. Not, yeah, you're right. Not, not the character type. Mm-hmm. But, okay. I mean, that's just my opinion. Where do you see Tom Holland along with, um, in comparison to McGuire and Andrew Garfield? So, I've said this a bunch of times. I think he's a good balance of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my favorite favorite spider-man was garfield i liked him as spider-man the best um I, honestly i don't i was just watching some of spider-man 3 i, I really don't like toby mcguire at all well three's not a good movie yeah i know but like <laughs> just like him doing it it, it seemed like I, I don't like it's just I, weird i don't know i mean he's he's much better peter parker than he is spider-man oh, he's absolutely. a terrible spider-man i still think colin's better the best peter parker probably yeah yeah i'll, I'll agree with you 100 mm-hmm. percent. okay yeah. yeah, because I always say Garfield was like too cool to be Peter Parker. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but we're, we're spending a lot of time on this. We need to move on. Yep. Okay. Let's yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, because the length. We got to move on. Yeah. Okay. Let, 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 <laughs> we could talk about Spider Man for like three yeah, hours. We yeah. Can we do we a whole Spider Man. I mean, we did a Batman one. Well, we should do a Spider Man. We should do a. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. It's coming soon to <laughs> a podcast near you. The Don't Feed the Geeks podcast. Hours. <laughs> All right, move on. All so, right. Stranger Things 3. Uh, I think I just me days. and Toy Story watched I, I watched watch it, it with, the, with the wife. And I haven't started it yet. Oh, I thought you did. Okay. No. <laughs> and my wife's sister. Is that my sister-in-law? sister-in-law. My wife's sister, sister is related to me because it's... Your sister-in-law. <laughs> that would be your sister-in-law, I'm yes. kidding, I'm kidding. So yeah, Jim, we can't spoil it for you, can we? I don't care. You don't yeah. care? Okay. Yeah, we're I, probably, I probably won't even watch it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he didn't see wow. season two, so. Um, I love it all. My favorite's season one still, but this was very good. Yes, I, I agree. I, I do like season one the best. Uh, it's weird to see how old the kids are now, especially there was a scene where they showed I mean, them like as a young, like how they were mm-hmm. in season one. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, I was no. going to ask you, how weird yeah. is it now that they're... Like in what, what are they in high school? No, they're still no. in like grade school. Yeah, but the, see the thing I like they're not hiding their age. No, and they're they're handling growing up very well. Like I always use Modern Family. Do you watch Modern Family? I do. Like I not so not the kids the, the kids in that movie were really funny when they were yeah. kids, but like the show's still on and they're a lot older and they're I, just it's not on anymore. Or it was. I think it just ended recently. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But they got older and they're just like they they didn't handle their age well at all. They're just mm. not, they're awkward and weird. But like this, you feel. You feel like it's natural. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. And they're going into like more adult situations too, yeah. and they're handling those. Um, I like the whole thing with the Russians. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> that was a wrinkle I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like um, Dusty and is it Steve? Dustin Steve with the hair. Dustin, yeah, but they Steve. call him Dusty, don't they? I think he calls him that. Yeah. They're they're 
Their relationship is yeah. They gold. Ha- they have great uh, chemistry together. Oh and then God. the other girl too. So I didn't know that the other girl. How is many children are you friends with? Yeah, <laughs> that other girl is uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, and Uma Thurman's daughter. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Her um, my sister-in-law tagged us in that. I was like, oh wow. I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> wow. But uh, the, yeah. their whole dynamic was awesome. Yeah, like that group. Like it was, it was annoying me for so long that everyone was apart. Yeah. At, at one point, it's like, why don't they just call Hopper? Like, yeah. why are they going, like, why aren't they all together <laughs> facing this problem? But like, it, it, like everyone's like side story worked out well. Yeah. Um, it was good. I liked the. I didn't hate that other guy as much this time, even though he was purposely being take do- taken over. Um, like Max's brother, what was his name? Oh, Billy. Billy. Yeah, I actually like Billy better. Yeah, he did season. a fantastic job. He did a great job. Um, Eleven, as always, is awesome. The two kids that still I could do without are um, Mike and who's the other one who was like possessed in the first two seasons? Oh, Will. Yeah, but Matt and <laughs> Mike and Will. I'm just like, I can't with these kids. I was like. <laughs> They need to get rid of those. I hope those are wigs that they're wearing. Like they just look so weird. Yeah, his hair looks kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, spoiler alert: Elle loses her powers. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that that's gonna be real interesting so, to see next season. So, so let me ask your opinion. So I was assuming that whatever, like the fertilizer and chemicals that he was ingesting, was to try and steal her powers. Of way, I didn't. It, I didn't see it as hurt him trying to. T- t- you're talking about the. Uh, the mind flayer, right? Yeah. I didn't see it as him trying to take her powers. I saw it as him trying to destroy her because she was the only one who could stop him. Hmm. You see, you see, I saw it two ways. So initially, I thought he wanted her to control her too, and then he'd have access to her powers. Mm, that's true. But maybe. then, but then I saw it as like, well, maybe he was taking all that stuff to like nullify her powers. Maybe. But it was it was weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Very see, I, I mean, for sure, like they're gonna do another season. Oh yeah. So Hopper, he's that, alive, alive oh, right? He's the American sure. they're referring to in like that he's got post credit scene that they apparently did. Yeah. Um, I hope he's alive. He's awesome. Yeah, him um, and Joyce together, Winona Ryder. She's another one who I'm you don't like her. Her. I really, I really like her in the show. She's much better. I feel if anything, she's the best. She was the best in this season. I could tolerate her the most in this season. She was so annoying hmm. in the first two. Like again, <laughs> I, I granted like. I can understand, you know, if you're a parent and like you're searching for your kid. But it was a little overboard. But it was just like a little too much. Gotcha. Um, that yeah. la- that last episode though was oh, it was incredible. Like Paul Reiser coming out as like who would have yeah. thought Paul Reiser saving the day? <laughs> and then the Russians cleared out. I know. I was just like, what was that all about? And they totally stole that that one guy. That was a complete rip off of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. That was, was totally like, intended. Was like, though. Was like, he literally looks like the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> But um, great show. If you haven't seen it yet, we just spoiled yeah. it for you uh, and go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> great story. Yeah, go engaging. watch it anyway. The cast lives up. and no, I, I don't feel like there's any lulls in the cast. Like any of them are getting bored. No, honestly. I, don't, I don't think so either. They're just getting better with experience. Yeah. Especially I mean, the kids. Again, like, I, don't, I, I don't really like those two. Oh, you know who I didn't care about? I don't really like Nancy. No? I can do without Nancy. Nancy and the... I actually like the other kid much better this season, though. What's his name? Uh, um, the brother of... Will. Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. yeah, I liked him much better. Steve, Steve I love Steve. He's awesome. God. He's so so such a um, such a fun dope, mm-hmm. <laughs> but somehow winds up to save the day every once in a while. I know. <laughs> but all right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm well, pretty that's much encouraging. Wrapped up on that. I'm, I'm uh, excited. To, oh, it's, I'm it's, excited it's to watch good. it. Now. Have you watched any of them? Of season three? No, have you watched any Stranger Things? Oh yeah, I saw both season one and two. Oh, dude. Yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I loved them probably equally no, yeah, both, so I'm it, I'm excited. It for definitely three. it definitely yeah. goes. What would you give it out of ten? Eight. I would also go eight. Yeah. Nice. Season one's Very probably cool. nine for me. Honestly, I love season one. Um, 
I might even go nine too. I would too. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm, I'm always iffy to go into the nines with something. Yeah. Because that would mean near <laughs> perfection, but. Yeah, no, it's, th- there was, I, honestly, the only thing that would take it from being a nine six season one to me is Joyce. She's That's just fair. like un- intolerable to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, Bruce, do you want to talk about Jessica Jones for five seconds? Sure. Yeah. So uh, It sucks. You, Move if, on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You didn't even see season two. Hey, we have so to bleep that. Talk. Wait, what um, season is this? It's season three. Oh, my and God. It's also I, only watched, I only watched season one. Yeah. Uh, it's the last one because, uh, you know, it's canceled along with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah. And Did it wrap up well? Um, well, I still got two episodes to go. Gotcha. So uh, th- this one, uh, one season one is was good, season two, eh, season all right, two so, is awful. You yeah, can't even do who that. was the villain in that? Her mother, her mother, and she wasn't even really a villain. I mean, I mean, yeah, she was in the villain, she but then like towards the end, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a villain. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, uh, season three it seems to be more, you know. Uh, Jessica is trying to be the hero and not just trying to get by. In Who's life. the villain in this one? Uh, you don't know yet? No, you you know. He's, uh, he, <laughs> by the last episode, you don't know yet. He, he, <laughs> he's some sort of uh, psychotic. Uh, he's a serial killer. And, uh, Does he, he have powers? No, no, he doesn't, which mm-hmm. is really bizarre. But he's like super smart. He's got like six degrees. Uh, you know, cross the spectrum, and 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 um, he's like playing mind games with Jessica and everybody else. Not not like uh, Kilgrave in season one. Yeah. But um, and does the, um, does the other girl have powers? What's the friend? Uh, Trish. Trish. Yeah. Yes, because in the end of She's season Hellcat two, she now, right? she was uh, she, she was experimented does on. Does she adopt that name? No. No, she doesn't. She does it. not. Right. But they did pay homage to Hellcat because she did have on. The, the yellow, yellow, the yellow mm-hmm. and uh, what's it? Yellow Black? and purple, like yellow and blue or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yellow and blue or yellow and purple spandex. And she looked in the mirror and she was like, "No way." Kind of yeah. like Luke Cage looked in the mirror in the car, the reflection. Exactly with, with his. Well, that's uh, when he came out of like the the prison jail, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. with that his yellow cool. t-shirt yeah. and the arm like <laughs> Yeah, which I thought was really the cool. <laughs> I um, love those shows for so long. I mean, I haven't watched one since Defenders because that's left such a bad honestly, taste in my mouth. Aside from Jessica Jones season two, was Daredevil season three good? Yeah, it was good. It wasn't as good as the other ones, but okay. it was yeah, good. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. Yeah. Um, I I really don't like uh, I I don't know a lot about the the Hellcat character, but I did read a, a few of her comics and they're just they're portraying her as more of a, a violent vigilante, uh, you know, killing people, inflicting pain and stuff, and it's like I just didn't see that in the comic. Okay. So I was like, all right, maybe Makes they sense. want to be a little bit different in the TV show, you know. So, but um, it's it's better than season two. It's it's not great, but um, you know, I'm just uh, I think they could have done a little bit better. Okay. So um, yeah, if if you're a fan, it's like yeah, give it give it a watch because uh, you know it's over, and who knows if it's gonna be continued on elsewhere. Cool. All right, TC, you want to talk about Swamp Thing real quick? Yes, real quick. I know we're running out of time here. So uh, Swamp Thing, I'm up to date. Well, not for when this episode is. I've watched episodes five and six. Really good. Um, the Phantom Stranger shows up in, uh, briefly in, in uh, episode five. 
a lot of crazy things happen. I mean, it's it's really such a good show. Anyone who's not watching it, um, it's on DC Universe again. Uh, you know, it, it's yet another platform you'd have to pay for unless you figure out another way to watch it. I'm not I'm not saying get the for people to do that. Wait till it's finished. Get the trial for a month. Yeah. Don't give them money. They're canceling shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shows. <laughs> um, hopefully it shows up somewhere else, but really good. Um, Ian Zaring, you know, from 90210 Sharknado. Um, he, Sharknado. Sharknado. He just had a pretty big scene where I think he's turning into a character called the Blue Devil. Mm. Uh, he's, yep. he's from comic books. I don't really know much about him. I remember those covers for some reason. I don't know why. <coughs> I never read them. Excuse me. Yeah. But um, it's it's just been fantastic. Uh, I, I like the girl. The guy who's portraying um, Swamp Thing is awesome. Uh, even the villain, I like him too. Uh, Woodrow, there's just there's so many good people in it. You, At this point, I'm probably just gonna binge it once it's done. Yeah, it's I mean, probably the best. I mean, I, I watched episode one, I loved it, but yeah. it just pissed me off so much that they canceled it. I didn't. I know. I'm with you 100. percent And and at this point, do we even know what they're going to next? Nope. Because like, no every well, other show, oh, they're doing um, Power War. No, not Power Girl. But is um, that gonna be re- ready when Star this Girl? Star Girl. I don't know. Yeah, because so far they've had another one ready to go. Yeah, but. I don't know. All right. All right. So uh, close out with a uh, with an announcement. Yeah. Go for so, it. Very exciting. So very very exciting. Oh, I like that. I like the enthusiasm. Ooh. Officially Ooh. announcing. Don't 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 feed the geeks book club. What? It's gonna be live on Twitch. Ta-da! And we are ready to announce the book. We may have hinted at it before, but it is gonna be the long Halloween. Awesome book. We are planning for. August 23rd. It's a Friday. It'll probably be an evening, maybe around 8 o'clock-ish yep. time starting. Uh, we'll have more details on that. We're going to promote it on social media when we're going to do it. We're going to tell you guys the, our Twitch information. Uh, we might have a few more people, you know, a few close friends will probably be joining us live as well. And uh, we hope you guys do it. And I'm, I'll throw it in yeah. it, Twitch, and it may be, we may be able to do this on Facebook also. So okay. it, yeah. it, it's, it might be a combo YouTube deal. Maybe also, yeah. The, the, I will the, say, yeah, the, 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 the device yeah. I'm using definitely we, Twitch. We, we, we should be able to. Yeah. If anything, it's going to definitely be Twitch yeah. with Facebook other options yeah. and other options. Right, but cool. if you guys want to join us on the live stream, you know, we, we're going to have the chat open, so we, we're going to have an open discussion yeah. about the book. We, we, so, so you know, if you don't have the book, get it now. Um, you know, read it by August 23rd, and you know, kind of join in in the conversation. The point to do this is to kind of like have a more direct line to interact with uh, our fans. Yeah. All three or four of you. Or <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, I mean, get yeah. people to read these yeah. type of books. And also gives yeah. us a chance to read books. Maybe we haven't you yeah. know, given I, a chance before. I, I read it when I first got into it, and it's probably been almost five years since I, I read, read it once it. a year every Halloween. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I really do. I just finished <laughs> wait, it a couple wait, wait months Wait till you ago. have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll read it with the kid and whatnot. Yeah. And it's going to be a monthly thing. So we'll, yeah. you know, we'll, I guess after the first episode, we'll, We'll launch the next book. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll have some giveaways. By the way, I don't know if I've said anything about our giveaway yet, but we w- are doing a giveaway for our one-year uh, anniversary. Mm. It is going to be a book. Oh. I haven't figured out which book yet, but I'm going <laughs> to go down and uh, and and fish through some. Is it going to be one of the ones without pictures? Um, no, I don't have pictures in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it for me on the announcements. You guys have anything cool. else? It's good. We're, no, going, we're heading to Terrifcon in a few weeks. Should yes, be really we fun. Will. We're really excited. Yeah, we're not tabling that. there or anything, but we're going just to hang out for the weekend. Yeah, we don't have any more plans to table this year at least. Yeah, next and year we pa- plan to go full speed ahead. Like a rhinestone. No, no, that's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's my other job. <laughs> the less important job. Yeah. All right, so I guess this is when we say until next time. Don't be the geeks!